The team looks up in fear and surprise. Dr. Quantum looms above them, larger than life, a big, menacing smile across his face. His hands are ready to grasp the team. Some team members look nervous while others look ready to fight. The title of this issue is Endgame. Threats converge and ideologies clash in this thrilling conclusion. Where we last left off was Jackrabbit throwing a punch at Dr. Quantum. The first panel of this, our final issue, uh, picks up in the exact same space. It's the same panel and then very quickly following a panel where uh, where uh, Jackrabbit's fist connects with Dr. Quantum's face. You know, I'm, I'm trying to connect with him, but also trying to force his hand in making him uh, show that he's a, in fact, a spry elder chicken. Mm, okay. Ooh, so are you trying to provoke as opposed to directly engage? Yeah, that's not an unreasonable thing. I think I am trying to provoke him into doing that. There's not much more provoking than just punching him. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, so part of, uh, provoking is, uh, is, is that you're also using your words instead of just, just your fists. Um, so I'll, I'll let you roll the punch into that, but what does Jackrabbit like, uh, like say or do? I, I think this kind of, almost kind of as a recap, yeah, I was trying to call him out for being Snakebite or whatever his name was. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So, uh, roll plus superior. I rolled a seven with my superior. Uh, so they stumble. I get plus one forward against them. Uh, they err. I gain a critical opportunity. Or they overreact. You gain influence over them. And that is your call on what you'd like to do, Fiona. So, um, he will, uh, he will, uh, take, take the punch. And, um, from what, like, Straw and Juno have observed from Dr. Quantum, um, because they are the ones the least in the know right now, um, he really doesn't take it like you would expect. I mean, he's kind of an older guy. He's not particularly mobile, so you would expect this punch to sort of like, uh, knock him flat on his ass basically. And the punch, like, does connect, um, but you also see him sort of like, um, sort of like, uh, he takes the punch, but you also see him, um, immediately pivot into a defensive position, um, in a more, a spry and fluid way than you have really ever seen before with uh, Dr. Quantum. Um, and he gives Jackrabbit a small smile and he says, uh, I was wondering if Blazar was able to probe into my mind as deeply as I thought. Yeah. So after he takes the punch, uh, Straw like cocks an eyebrow and goes, oh man, I've taken one of those punches to the face. It's not fun. How are you still standing? <laughs> 
he stands and puts his hands in, uh, up in front of him, um, showing you that he's not about to make a move to strike back right now. And uh, he says, I would like to talk to you about all of this if you'll give me the opportunity. It's only natural you would be curious about my ideas. What, how you been deciding that you're just going to try and play everybody against each other so that you can create this whole strongest survive for themselves mentality around supers in this town? He was just explaining to me and Juno how he wanted to try and hack the Zrelian ships to attack the council. That is a poor plan on so many levels. You're supposed to be the smart one here. And yet you're doing pulling this uh, bullshit hijinks with with this. That's that's poor planning. If I may better explain my plan, we are at the opportune moment to overthrow the city council. I know that all of you have been unhappy with the system they've set up for quite some time. From your actions up to this point, it is clear that you all want a brighter future as much as I do. I think that's a good time for Blazar and Limelight to get in. That's a way of putting it, huh? We want a better future, sure, but that does not mean that we have the same idea for that better future. The council has flaws, and I ain't gonna ever dispute that, but I've been around teenage supers who are just trying to learn how to use their powers. Teenagers make dumb decisions, and letting them go without any kind of check or balance ain't gonna work, it's just gonna make everything worse. Okay, so everyone knows what's going on now, then, yeah? Alright. Yep, they know this, uh, motherfucker snakebite, too. I will admit to playing both sides, so to speak, but I don't believe that it is an unforgivable crime. Please, if you have a better idea for how to move Halcyon City into the next era, I would love to hear it, but the fact remains that we must act. Generally speaking, invading with alien ships isn't good? Isn't that what we've been focusing on? Yeah, we're trying to stop that. And if we do that, people are gonna certainly look at us in a different light. I'm here to I'm here to do good with the time I have. We're we're heroes. Do you think that the council are heroes? Do you think that the regulations that they put in place to hold others back is good or essential or important? No. Um, he is going to uh, look at Juno. Juno has looked very uncomfortable this whole conversation. <laughs> is is he waiting for a response? Um, yeah, he, he's waiting for a response, but also he's just trying to get a sense of what she's thinking. So what's on Juno's mind right now? Juno's mind is probably racing pretty fast. Um, she is confused in a lot of ways. Um, when Dr. Quantum first sort of revealed this plan... It seemed like, in Juno's mind, that the team would have wanted to jump on this, like, right away. Um, so the fact that we are not is very confusing. But also she's kind of, like, in this place where she knows that the council has, you know, fucked them over. The aliens are about to fuck them over. And Dr. Quantum is the only, like, source of authority she has that has taken her into account whether or not that was genuine or not she's unsure but the fact that he seemed to have been a place where she could go to confide in at some point uh makes her sort of wanna believe him <laughs> if the if we if y'all have proof that it was folk on the council that sold out super ki- super powered kids families then 
We can show that to the people who run the council, get the council disbanded, and work together with them to put something in place. We don't need a coup to handle that. We don't need to attack innocent people and upend everyone's lives. That's a great point. Um, those are both great points. Uh, Juno, you have the files we uncovered on the Zrel ship. We, we have the evidence that says that Buzz Ness sold out our families, your family. Now, I want to be perfectly clear. This course of action is not to turn weapons on innocents or take the city for personal gain. As you said, Councilman Ness has been using the program to collect information about the young heroes of the city and sold out that information at the first available opportunity. Dr. Kwan, I thought you were smart. You know how it's going to go. It's not just going to go according to plan. He ain't smart. All he is is a manipulator who has a way of getting insight into what people are thinking to try and get him on his side. You should not talk about him like that. I mean, what is, what is he doing right counsel. now? He's, he's presenting us an ill-thought-out plan and trying to prey on the fact that we don't like the council to try and do it through force that's going to end up with more people hurt than it's going to help. And, and who are we to say it's ill-thought-out? Juno, you're the most logical person I know. And right now, I think you're being blinded to the fact that he's an authority figure telling you this and not actually thinking it out for yourself. Juno, we're the heroes who have been fighting this invasion the whole time. Yes, and look where it's gotten us so far. We are no further to solving it than we were two days ago. Yeah, because someone fucking said everything to him! We are, though. Juno, your program is currently scrambling all of their information up there. The longer they stay in the system, the worse off they're going to be. Yes, and they are already here. What is not stopping them from just going for, forward without any of us? We can, solve, we, we can solve that problem, but we have to focus on it. We cannot get distracted by whatever this plan is to overthrow the council. These are things are not even remotely the same. Yes, the plan is to hack the Zrel ships. We can do that. But the minute that we decide to use that power to our own gain, to his gain, then how does that make us any different than the villains that we protect the city from every day? It doesn't matter what our intent is. Doesn't matter that he thinks he's doing the right thing. This is not the way to go about it. This is not what heroes do. And worse, if it fails, then we are all criminals and we will suffer consequences for it. Every other hero on this planet would be hunting us down because we attempted to overthrow the governing body of the city. I would have thought that you would have been the last person on board with this, Juno. Well, it would appear I've never fully been part of this team anyway. That's not true. It's not. I think you know that. I know that Dr. Quantum presents himself like he's in command, like he's an authority, but he's only been using us. He's been lying us to the, from the beginning. So how much authority does that really give him? I'd say only what we let it, and I don't think he deserves it. I was in his mind, Juno. He, Asma kind of like looks at Dr. Quantum as he says this. He sees us as a means to an end. And what did he, like, well, I mean, we fought a simulation of him. 
once in a while ago. He said some shit about how heroes are cogs. He doesn't trust us anyway. And who knows how many members of like the heroing committees or the villains he can actually sway to his side. He's been doing this shit for, ah, uh, your silver age. Ah, oh, man, I have no idea time-wise how long ago that is. <laughs> <laughs> Time is fake. <laughs> I would like to also point out that this uh, fella right here just admitted to playing both sides, and uh, if that's not manipulation, I don't know what is. We're just tools to him. I don't even know if he sees us as people. I'm a robot. I'm barely a person to begin with. What does it matter? Strahd looks a little taken aback, and he says, Of course you're a person. As far as I've seen it, before Dr. Quantum even came into our lives, I was only your secretary anyway. All of your secretary. I was the one who filed the paperwork and took care of everything. If anyone should decide whether or not the system stays in place, it should be me. Um, Dr. Quantum is going to put a hand up towards Juno. I do not see any of you as cogs in a machine. Why I wanted to mentor you was because I see a great deal of potential in all of you. You are all strong. And uh, he lo- he looks to Juno, and he's and he says, um, "I will not lie to you, Juno. Your team truly does care about you, and I do as well. You are strong, Juno, and who you stand with is your decision." Well, as I see it now, we don't need them. I already have code in their ships. We can take them now, Juno. Um, he he looks to everyone in the room, and uh, he says, and he says that. I was hoping you would all see my way of thinking in this situation. I truly do not wish to fight any of you. However, I will do whatever I can to liberate the people of this city. Do you have any intentions of if we deal with the invasion that is currently set to happen, do you have any intentions of maybe not doing your plan and just letting the invasion leave, or is this something you are dead set on, ready to give yourself to. Can I actually do that as a pierce the mask instead? Because that is effectively what I'm asking is a pierce the mask move. That is true. Okay, mundane. Let's see what that's fucking looking like. Zero. Uh, Bare minimum, because I am a reformed, even on a miss, I still get to ask a question. Okay. I always get one additional question. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, That's a five, so I got a miss, oh. but I'm going to ask that question. Okay, yeah, so I already heard that question, so I'll ask that one. So you're asking, what are you really planning? Is that, is that the one you're asking? Yeah. Okay. So you, you pose your question to Dr. Quantum, and uh, his eyes meet yours. And uh, there is a panel where we just sort of, like, everyone else is sort of, like, dimmed out as we just see um, Ezra, like, brighter than normal looking, uh, looking over to Dr. Quantum, um, metaphorically piercing the mask. Um, And as he asks the question, uh, Dr. Quantum's response is... um, My goal, what we all have been working towards, whether we see eye to eye in this moment or not, is to overthrow the systems that oppress this city. You must understand this world is ours to shape and must never to be given up to a lesser standard, no matter how long or hard the struggle. The strong must be able to be strong. We must put a new system in place that benefits all, not just the council. And is that something you're ready to die for? Yes. All right, because I think I'm about to use my moment of truth. Okay, 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 okay. I'm excited. (laughs) 
so how would you like me to phrase these? Like, do you want me to read it out to you? Do you want me to just do the thing? Uh, with, with a moment of truth? Yeah. Yeah, why don't you tell us what a moment of truth is for our listeners who might not be familiar with this game, and then uh, tell us what happens. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, the, the reforms moment of truth is you've seen your greatest mistakes and the rest of the world has too. They're all watching now, judging every move you make. When everything is on the line and your back is against the wall, uh, though you'll show them what you're made of, that being a hero is a choice and act a will of you got what it takes to save the day. Of course, afterwards, you can expect both sides, hero and villain, to deeply question where your loyalties lie. Uh, and in response to him saying, uh, yes, I am willing to die for it, uh, Ezra just goes, then you will. And I'm just gonna cut him in half with a sword of light. We're going fucking Snoke on this dude. I love it. Okay. Oh! All right. Why don't you, why don't you, uh, tell us what the panels leading up to this look like? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so there's, there's that sort of continued, uh, looking like the the light surrounding Ezra looking at uh Dr. Quantum piercing the mask so to speak um and it's just sort of like the panels pan back and there's just a a panel of the entirety of Dr. Quantum and Ezra and then the panel of Dr. Quantum literally is just split down the middle like the white space filling in where uh he used to be connected okay yeah uh both halves of Dr. Quantum um fall to the floor um he he is super mega dead <laughs> as uh ezra has determined that uh to save the day he can't really be a hero right now uh juno is angry oh uh. yeah yeah I, w- I would say so. i would fucking say so <laughs> just uh, marking that on my sheet yeah. I, uh, um, I feel like this is 100% like that anime moment where like it, everything's just completely quiet for a moment as the halves just yeah. fall. I, I imagine that there are a couple panels of just that. Of just the same scene as everyone sort of looks on in shock and Ezra uh, looks de- on in determination and, and maybe like a little bit of exhaustion from pushing you know, pushing his powers like that. Yeah, there's um, probably, like, a noticeable, like, uh, his eyes normally, like, full of life in panels, like, noticeably, like, kind of dim after that. Okay. So, uh, Juno, Juno's face screws up in anger, and what happens? Uh, I'm trying to decide. <laughs> <laughs> Juno uses um, a moment of truth to kill Ezra now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, less than 45 minutes in. Let's pack it up, boys. All right, let's go home. (laughs) The rest of the episode is therapy now. (laughs) So you guys can probably hear Juno start to, like, buzz in anger. Uh, Her, like, arms sort of, like, vibrate in the air. Almost like she's, like, clenching her fists. But, like, she's a robot, so, like, muscles don't don't get to do that. Asbo is kind of quietly under his breath. Goes, holy shit! You know, I was gonna ask him to give us a minute so we could talk about stuff amongst ourselves. Well, it looks that... like we've got more than a few of those. Yeah. Uh, he had a cane, right? He did have a cane. Uh, that that is actually something that um, when he dropped the facade, um, when uh, when uh, Jackrabbit punched him, he did drop the cane, and uh, when he moved back into his like defensive position, 
Juno picks up the cane and I think she has like a moment where she realizes how like furious she is. Um, and she has a thought that man, she could just fucking bean Ezra right now. Just crack his skull right open. But she doesn't. I think she just leaves the room. She would have to walk directly by Aswell and Ezra to do that. Uh, she is going to, and she is going to stomp very loudly as she does. Which could be being the monster. Can I roll to, like, intimidate you guys? It doesn't really do anything. Or would you just like to be intimidated as I walk by? Um, Straw think- was gonna follow her. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to, to, to be rolled for in- intimidation. You know, those words didn't come out right, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at least on, like, a personal... I, I don't think Ezra can... Uh, fundamentally process being intimidated right now (laughs) okay yeah she's just she is intending to be very scary as she walks by you may feel scared if you like (laughs) yeah you can definitely feel like the the anger and the like she is moments away from fucking snapping your neck radiating off of her yeah straw is gonna like watch her leave still kind of processing everything that happened and then he kind of like blinks and goes uh and will go to follow her out of the room and just say, Juno. And he's going to try and catch up to her. Uh, as he like walks by, I'll just like quietly go, I'm sorry, Straw. Uh, Straw doesn't acknowledge that. He That's just fine. Going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess Straw, c- Juno, Juno will stop when, when Straw uh, calls out and she turns around and she's just, what? Straw um, looks... It's it's actually probably kind of hard to read his emotions just because there's like so many like he's frustrated and shocked and sad and just all of these things all at once. And he says, I that's not I didn't want that to happen. And I know tensions are are really high and I'm not going to ask if you're okay because I think it's pretty obvious that you're not but i think look straw like sighs just trying to find the words and uh he says i know we didn't agree back there but that doesn't really matter right this second i just wanted you to know that i think you're a person and i always have you've never been anything else I don't think I could even think of you as anything but a person. I just wanted you to know that. Uh, Juno looks him over, uh, still just fuming. Uh, and she nods and she says, noted. And she starts heading back to her room. Straw seems like he might say something else and then thinks better of it and lets her go. And he'll head back to the group. Inside, after um, Judo and Strahd left, and there's probably like another beat, and the shock kind of finally wears off enough for Aswell to just kind of take Ezra. They 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 take they take him to a he takes him to a chair that is um, facing away <laughs> from the two halves of Doctor Quantum on the floor, and just kind of sits him down, crouches in front of him, and just kind of takes both of his hands and just kind of sits there trying to find words but not really knowing what to say you you don't have to do this i 
understand if uh, I understand if this changes uh, things between me and the rest of you. In the background. Oh fuck! Oh shit! Got to do. I got to get rid of a body. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> well, Ezra was gonna do that, but then I got put in the chair. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I can't just burn it away no more. <laughs> this speed power sucks. Asbel kind of like looks up at that for a second, but then shakes. I'm <laughs> just like, oh, maybe one thing at a time. <laughs> Yeah, Straw comes back in and uh, he looks distracted and uh, <laughs> he's distracted when he walks back in and he kind of like trips slightly on like the corner oh, of no. Dr. Quantum's <laughs> shoe. <No! laughs> <laughs> and then like he stumbles but catches himself and then he just goes, Prism, can you take care of this? Affirmative for Prince. And uh, Dr. Quantum um it almost looks like he like disintegrates into the floor as the sort of like nanotech overtakes him. Um, That's exactly what I was picturing. <laughs> yeah, as uh, as Prism works to uh, dispose of the body so that no one will ever find it. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> his bones will forever live in the bowels of the ship. <laughs> she, yeah, she just throws him in the fucking boiler room. <laughs> <laughs> the trash that's, compactor. Yeah, that's horrifying. I hate that. That was my super dad, guy. <laughs> he now was he's all super of our dead. dad. Oh, Look, Ezra dad made a mess. Super bad. <laughs> um, man, you guys were talking about having to bleach the shag carpet just this last episode. <laughs> <laughs> now I gave well, us a reason. Listen, listen. Well, technically, because Ezra's power was like burning light, it was all cauterized. Yeah, it was cauterized immediately. Yeah. <laughs> no mess. Wow. Prism is uh, uh, Ezra goes up in the rankings just a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> so that really um, was like a whole Snoke thing it just was lightsaber yeah, cauterized yeah bifurcated um <laughs> okay so what happens after uh dr q uh, sinks into the floor never to be seen again um Apple is momentarily distracted by that i think we all might be a little yeah. bit <laughs> straw maybe straw yeah straw doesn't pay it any mind this is exactly what he was expecting to happen <laughs> yeah yeah um ooh, excuse me um oh. hey foresight <laughs> <laughs> uh straw um will say so um we um i'm worried about juno and the alien invasion thing is still a thing and whatever's going on with asbel still a thing but i'm worried about juno <laughs> and i guess like your guys's families who's who still has family that's in trouble <laughs> well uh i imagine that the data would have a list of who they've successfully captured so far, but uh, I imagine that Juno's got that right now. Right. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of, like, low-key worried she's gonna, like, do our plan to hack all of the ships on her own, and then do what Dr. Quantum said anyway. And I mean, <laughs> I, I'd hope I'd hope that she wouldn't do that. Chelsea. <laughs> I but, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I I don't know what she's gonna do. I I don't know what to. I mean, she doesn't see herself as part of the team, and I don't know how to. I don't know how to get her to see that we 
that we need her, that we've always... I, th I think that's part of the problem. We've not really done a great job of showing that we want her here as much as always making her feel like it's an obligation to be here. That Stra she Stra needs to be here to keep us in line. No, and I mean, we need her because she's our friend. Um, we know that, but like I said, we've not done a great job in the past of showing that so much. We've, Straw looks particularly troubled at those words. We've all really not done too great a job of making her feel wanted. That's on us, honestly. I, I don't want her to go through with that plan taking over the ships either, but I, I can't say that I blame her if she just up and said, fuck the heroine and just walked away completely. Like, I mean, that's... we. I mean, like, would it would it kill any of us, myself included, to sign a fucking form on time or be like, hey, you want me to go pick this up or is there anything I can help you with or any of that? Like, I was always running around and doing the shit around city. Straw, you know, Mr. Mr. Pibb don't budget itself into the finances. And I mean, like, can't really control that you y'all too as and as have to go to school to keep up y'all's pretenses. I tried to have Prism uh synthesize Mr. Pibb, it just wasn't the same. Uh look, I'm gonna be real. Yeah, part of this is on us. It's not solely on us. I I ain't saying it, but like I feel like if we had been better then maybe she wouldn't have seen the need to latch on to someone like Quantum so badly and would have felt more comfortable with us as it stands this is this ain't the first time that Juno's walked away from us when something big's gone down and yeah I, I agree it, it isn't all on us but we ain't helped nothing so um what do we do as will stands and walks out of the room starts heading towards Juno's room just completely quietly on on their own <laughs> on his own right now i i feel like most things that we could try and do would be seen as hollow attempts to save face but i think we need to we need to try and figure out something that takes into account if the ships do get try to get taken over but well see fuck i don't even i don't even or only uh, this is this is why i hate that leadership shit our only plan against the Zarel right now hinges on Juno. There is no plan otherwise. I think for the sake of things, it's probably best for really all of you if I go find something to occupy myself with for a little bit. Um, I mean, well, I, I see that, but your mom's still also here. In yeah. The bay, and I don't know if you'd want to leave her. I mean, you could probably do something on the ship it, and still be able to give Juno space. If you want, I can have you work with or have, uh, have pixel or pixel. Why? The, on, where, man. where am Come I on, getting dude. that? <laughs> um, the new pixel six. <laughs> apparently. Um, hashtag not an ad. <laughs> Google, give us money. Uh, <laughs> um, I could have, uh, Prism, work with you to see if you can, both can locate 
where the Zrel are holding their hostages. Sure. Yeah, that sounds good. We can at least try and figure out something there. Then I'll do that. Um, Straw will then kind of uh, just look up and say, um, Prism? Yes, War Prince. I, I, I want you to work with Ezra here to um, look for the information uh, of where the Zrel are holding their hostages. Um, just uh, I'm giving Ezra uh, control to make queries and search. So help him out however you can. Affirmative, War Prince. Man, you you guys and your human emotions, they're they're so messy and complicated. <laughs> Are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, um, so, uh, yeah, so you're asking Prism to to what sort of like interface with the other ships and sort of see the progress of like. What's going on with stuff? Uh, yeah, just like by any means she has help Ezra like search her information on um, uh, like where the Ascendancy is like holding their hostages. Man, those communicators uh, as Bull yoinked earlier would really come in handy right now. And since uh, since I'm being given the ability to ask uh, inquiries of Prism. I'm also going to have her run a scan to see if she can find Buzzness, but that's just a little side thing. Don't worry too much about it. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so what Asbil or uh, Ezra, um, who are you? I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> who am I? What days are you? Uh, what, yeah, what Ezra, Ezra is able to find um, that they have um, secured a building where they are uh, keeping people who they sort of like suspect are not going to be like particularly dangerous just like regular people and then um they are uh taking like uh supers and stuff because some of the young heroes have like um parents as supers uh they have um a more secure uh building basically that is like not really in the vicinity so they're taking them sort of to like the outskirts the outskirts of town where they've uh They've commandeered um, a couple buildings, and uh, they're taking people there. Um, you can also see that in terms of your own team, um, that uh, they have uh, um, Asbel and Juno's uh, parents, um, all of whom I think are just regular people. Um, so they are at the regular people building. Um, they're having some difficulty uh, rounding up some of the, uh, like, supers who are parents and stuff um your mom was not the only one that they're having like a little bit of trouble with but also like because straw is uh because straw uh fake straw was sort of like oh like you know we should like be careful with stuff they are sort of like uh playing it cautiously and backing down where they see uh where they see some issues um as far as Buzz Ness goes, you are able to find loosely where he is because he is like singing like a canary, like talking to uh to different uh people within the Zrell ascendancy. Um All right, because cool. it, it seems like he's aligned uh himself with them. <laughs> um, a poor choice. Yeah. Um so yeah. Um you are seeing all of that. Um as Bill goes and uh, and uh, goes to Juno's room. 
Yeah, um... The door is closed. <laughs> he knocks. He the door does not open. Character. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> he kind of, like, starts to slink away, and then just stops for a moment. And then turns around more, like, with more conviction, and knocks harder. Um, so, I imagine our doors have, like, sci-fi, like, whiteboards on the front of it. Um, and I imagine that, like... It lights up, and there's like a video feed of inside the room. <laughs> it's like a like a Skype call suddenly. <laughs> yeah. Amazing! I love it. Juno uh, still looks furious. <laughs> I understand that things are fucking weird right now. I don't really know what to say, honestly. But I think that we should talk. I'm listening, and it seems like Juno's like doing something as she's on the Skype call. I. I don't- I'm sorry. Because I feel like- I feel like I'm always chasing after you, but I always do the wrong thing. Like, after Straw's thing, and you were upset, I feel like I made that worse. And I don't know if I'm making this worse now, too. But I just- we have- I know there's so much happening, and we have to- we have to find a way to, to deal with it, because it's still happening, even though what happened earlier just happened. And I want us all to take time to figure each other out. So I want us all to go back to... I want everything to go back to, you know, sitting in the living room and Straw is making fun of Jack Rabbit while they're playing the game and Jack's not actually even trying and Straw doesn't even know that. And I'm drinking tea and you're reading on your phone and, and Ezra brings us, you know, more, like, weird stories from when he was out skating and i want all of that to happen again and that's not gonna happen again if if we don't all figure this out together and and i thought that we were i thought we were the weird people together you know i mean straw's a fucking alien you're part robot i'm whatever the fuck is happening here are you finished i i guess as well you should know better than anyone there's no going back you're right but we can, we could make something like it. Do you remember the last time we talked? Yeah, on the boardwalk. All right, then I need your help understanding why I should give my time back to somebody who brought an alien invasion upon us. Someone who is destined to destroy the Earth. Someone who abandoned his entire dimension. And the person who killed the one person I could look forward to advice. Because I thought we were more than that to you. Well, I suppose your thoughts were inaccurate. If there's nothing else, I'm working on something. What are you working on? And he's, like, a little colder now. It doesn't matter. And then she clicks off the, the call. Yeah, he knocks again. Uh, the, the, the window light, lights up again, and she looks just as angry as she did before. What do you want? I think it matters. I think whatever you're doing right now probably matters. In light of everything. Well, I suppose you'll find out soon. And she shuts it off again. All right. We're doing some bullshit here. Um, <laughs> Do I the bullshit. I use my power uh, to rip Juno's door off. Okay. Ooh, 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 that's going to ruin the fucking housing value on this place. <laughs> Prism can synthesize a new one at will. In fact, yeah. Prism could have dissolved the door if you asked. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Asbel's angry. We're going to put Prism up on Zillow. <laughs> <laughs>
Prism's uh, gonna put us up on Zillow. But <laughs> 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 like, someone please take these fucking teenagers. Um, yeah. Um, you rip the door off. And yeah, it is completely heated, so the the sound is there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, when she goes inside, she sees that Juno's, like, compu- completely interfaced with, uh, like, Prism. Are you really gonna do his plan? I think when Juno's interfaced, she's not, like, actually there. I think she she's, like, off for a second. I think that's how it's been described before, <laughs> at least. She's got Does that the... sound right to everyone else? Like, she's... Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, As- Aswell doesn't know if he can, like, if she can, like, hear him or not. Somehow, yeah. clearly he was talking to her through the door before. <laughs> she was, but Juno's, you know, interface with the thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think she's just like sitting in the chair, like off, except that J- he can see that uh, she's in in the the systems and stuff. She's hacked. So like the probably the thing. computer screen. Yeah, probably the computer screen is up and going like a million miles an hour. But yeah. So and he probably can't make heads or tails of what the fuck's going on there. Um, I am going to real quick uh, shift to the next panel to uh, the living room where the rest of the people are. Um, and uh, in front, uh, uh, so where is Stravix right now in this space? Um, I think, uh, well, Strav is getting like Ezra set up with Prism. And then mm-hmm. I think um, he was like going to go talk to like Jack to like, Ask Jack, like, hey, should we, like, go see if we can talk to Juno? And then I don't think they get very long into that conversation before they hear the door get ripped off. And now, like, Straw's like, hey, um, should we, like, check on that? So, yeah, so you hear the door get ripped off and uh, you hear the clanging as you're, you know, about to talk to Jackrabbit. Um, a, like, um... Prism shoots up physically in front of you, um, a screen that's on a pedestal, and um, you see it asking for uh, for administration privileges. Now, this is all in Zrelian right now, so only you can read it, um, but uh, what Prism shows you is permission. Um, you can see juno's like sort of like purpley fuchsia uh influence going through the systems um and it seems as though she's attempting to um send information to your mother about what it is that's actually going on uh i deny (laughs) yeah no we're not doing that (laughs) strad doesn't even read it just says yes Yeah, 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 whatever. Oh, another (laughs) one of these. Yeah, whatever. Um, I I accept iTunes terms of service. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As soon as you hit deny, another one probably pops up again. Aw, fuck. It's a fucking virus now. (laughs) But the no and yes are switched now. It's gonna be the it's 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 gonna be the evil cursor hack. I I select no and it goes. Please select all the bridges in all the images of bridges <laughs> yeah. to say no. She do fucking cap. Wait, no, that's how we that's how we beat Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea's revenge. Capka. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> you have to prove that you are a robot. <laughs> um. 
Straw is going to hit no again. <laughs> yeah, and it probably just keeps keeps uh, popping yeah, up. Yeah, after, after the second time, another one pops <laughs> up. And he just goes, Juno, no! And uh, just he just shouts it up. Uh, because if this is happening, then he knows that, like, she's in the system. And he's going to start, like, stomping his way over to her room. <laughs> and uh, as Straw starts running towards uh, Juno's room, um, Prism comes over the speakers. Warprince Stravix, are there any actions you would like for me to take? Uh, not yet. Affirmative, Warprince. But I will let you know if that changes. Affirmative, Warprince. Oh, uh, you're gonna kick me out of my robot girlfriend. <laughs> Only if you make me. <laughs> oh, don't worry. <laughs> Nicholas actively engaging in homophobia. <laughs> What did I say at the no beginning worry, of the episode? I am always canceled. Don't <laughs> <laughs> no worry. As- Asbel might beat him to it. We'll see how this works out. Um. <laughs> Asbel. <laughs> Just like Supernatural, we are gay and homophobic. <laughs> yeah. go, go to the super trash can for being gay. Juno, stop fucking the ship. <laughs> both gay and homophobic at the same time see the beginning of this episode we were star wars but now with fucking this ship we're like star trek uh, <laughs> we're, no, we're hitting no. all the big star stuff let's try to get some mass effect by the end of the episode. Uh, I see. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah you guys are coming to my room yeah but yeah uh asbel is in there um he doesn't want to hurt juno but also he ain't having this shit. Um, I want to, like, fucking blow up the computer. Okay. <laughs> how long does it take Straw to get there? Uh, how far away is Juno's room from, like, the main space? The, this would have been, like, right after yelling at Juno and then looking at the screen, so. Um, the, I mean, the ship isn't yeah. gigantic. It's not like the, the giant Zrel ship that we infiltrated, like, an episode or two ago. Yeah, I, um, I, it probably wouldn't take you quite that long. Um, I'm sort of assuming that all the main living areas are, like, on the same, like, general floor, and yeah. Straw is, like, a physically adept youngin. He's not 30 <laughs> yeah. yet. His knees still work. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um, no, I, I picture the ship only has like two two or three floors. Like it's not. Yeah. 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 Uh, it doesn't take you very long to get there. Um, I, I only, will, I, only imagine it as one floor. So, hey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a big ship. It's like Millennium Falcon or like Firefly sized. It's not gigantic. Uh, yeah. okay. Normandy SR1. Yeah, yeah. There's the mass effect. We did it. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Um, but before you get there, Asbel is trying to blow up the computer, I think. You will kill Prism. Yeah. No, 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 and, no. no. And it's maybe what it, me. It's whatever, what's what I, whatever the fuck uh, Juno's running this through right now. Well, I want... I, I don't know how much she would... He, he knows he doesn't know enough about technology, and he knows he doesn't want to hurt Juno. Yeah. But he wants this to stop and he is angry. Yeah. And this would also be breaking something important. Yeah. <laughs> like Juno's bedroom. Um I don't yeah, think that like it Juno's would like bedroom. this is just like a port to Prism. You guys are exactly. not in like the main like right. brain. brain. Um yeah. so yeah. Just unplug her. <laughs> turn it off and turn it uh-uh. back on again. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Straight up like singularity blowing up the computer 
Hope you have insurance. <laughs> okay. I, uh, that sounds within the uh, purview of your abilities. <laughs> so I have to calculate exactly how many individual nanites we destroyed over the course of this. The whole ship is just slowly what? getting smaller. <laughs> Actually, it would probably like straight up like lift the computer and just smash it against the wall until it is not operational. Yeah. Like with, um, the, with the gravity powers. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you are able to do this. Um, like wires wrenched out of the <laughs> wall and everything. Yeah. Um, you guys in the living room hear a whole lot of smashing <laughs> after one big crash. Um, Juno, you are uh, disconnected from Prism very suddenly. Yes. Uh, it's pr- probably very jarring. She probably takes a minute to like... <laughs> Where are we? This isn't cyberspace anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this isn't Ask Jeeves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Juno is like stunned for like a moment. <laughs> um, I, th- I think Straw gets there around then. Does that sound right? Yep, that, that sounds, sounds right. And right. Straw yeah. turns into Siasbul just kind of uh, angrily turning to Juno, stunned for me like, are you fucking serious right now? Uh, as she couldn't do anything unless I gave her authorization and I kept denying her requests. That doesn't matter. It's that she tried. Yeah, but you didn't need... Uh, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'll have Juno synthesize a new one when, when it's time. Have Juno. Um, uh, Juno, I'll have... Fuck, what is, what is my <laughs> ship's name? Is. What is my ship's <laughs> name? Uh, I'll have, I'll have Prism synthesize a new one. <laughs> Um, Nothing but a secretary. <laughs> um, <laughs> Straw like looks exasperated. I think we need to have a team meeting. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> that's, that's what Straw thinks. That's a, you know what? Yeah, that's that's a good spot for that panel to end. I'm yeah. Gonna add to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Straw in holding the, next, the bridge of his nose. <laughs> in in the next uh, in the next panel, we have like a little bit of a of a break, uh, and we see in the corner the later dot dot dot. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I I sort of imagine you guys all sitting around the dining room table, each looking displeased in your own special way. Alaris um, angry, but it is still there until the end of the scenes. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, please go forward, and I I am excited to listen. To see what you guys what you guys talk about. Before we get started, does anybody want any Mister Pip? And you know what? I'll take some straw. Here, yeah, no problem. Here, <laughs> and uh, he'll pour you a little bit <laughs> out of his two liter. <laughs> you know what? This this is probably for the best. I shouldn't have terribly much caffeine. <laughs> so, um, it's uh. It's been a day, and um, (laughs) tensions are really high, and I think we need to, like, get on the same page about stuff and kind of let everybody say their piece, and we can work this out together as a team, because we are a team. And I know, yes... Yes, we're a team, <laughs> Straw says, like rubbing his temple. <laughs> and I know that it doesn't always uh, feel that way. And I know that none of us are perfect. And I'm the least of, like, I've fucked up a lot. 
Um, and I know that. And he says, kind of glancing at Juno. Um, but we have problems that we need to solve, and we're not going to be able to do it if we're not doing it together. So I guess to start off, Juno, I think you're right. And Jack made a lot of really good points, so I'm not taking full credit for this. But we've taken you for granted. And by no means does that, like, devalue you as a person. If anything, like, you're not only a member of the team, you practically are the team. We wouldn't even exist if it weren't for you. Our license would have expired six months ago. Like we wouldn't aside from that we would just be a disorganized mess and nothing would get done i mean dr quantum was wrong about a lot of things but one thing he wasn't wrong about is that you're the leader of this team whether you see it that way or not i suppose it doesn't matter what dr quantum thinks anymore does it well i don't i think what happened here with Dr. Quantum is something that I think we do need to address, but I think that can wait just a second. I I guess what I'm trying to say in way too many words is that, Juno, you are a part of this team. You are someone that we care about, that I care about. And I know I haven't always acted like that, and I'm sorry. Um, And what I'm actually doing here is I want to make a comfort or support. Yeah. I know how to play this game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do I have to do anything Um, for that? So you you roll, Nick will roll plus Monday. um, I do have a plus Um, one because I have influence over Juno, if I understand that. On a hit? Yeah, on a hit, they hear you. They mark potential clear conditioner shift labels if they open up to you. On a 10+, plus, you can also add a team to the pool or clear a condition yourself. And it is up to you, no matter what Nick rolls, whether you open up or not. Yeah. Okay. All right. My mundane is not good. Oh. <laughs> it's almost like you're an I know. Um, I didn't roll too bad, though. Um. You guys also have some, quite a bit of team in your team pool. You have eight team right now. Uh, so, ooh, my mundane was negative two. <laughs> um, oh. So I rolled. Well, negative one with the. Plus yes. One, yeah. Right? I was, I was doing the math. Okay. Uh, so seven um, minus one is six. So you missed. Uh, so <laughs> someone's got to use I, a team to boost him up. I think I'm going to use a team here. Okay. And say, I know Straw just kind of focused on a lot of what you do for the team, and it's valuable, but in the grand scheme, it's not as important. We haven't been showing you that we care about you as a person, and just, it's always about what you do for us, and never about what we should be doing for you, and yeah, it's... It's shitty, and it feels even more so to realize that at a critical point where we all need to be working with each other. But, you know, we're 
I'm sorry that I haven't done more to make you feel like you're someone I care about as a friend, not just someone I work with. You're a friend, not a co-worker. <laughs> <laughs> um, Straw's going to nod uh, in agreement with, with uh, Jack's words and go, yeah, that. Thanks. Um, words hard. And it's not your first language. I get it. Yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> um so that takes it up to a seven which means um what happens uh, um if you if you open up to uh us straw specifically uh you can mark potential clear condition or shift your labels yeah so juno is like notably like softens uh for a moment uh upon hearing this apology so i think juno nods and she says, I have heard your apology. I understand your feelings. And yeah, I, th- I think that's all she says. Straw will nod and say, all right, I guess that's the most we can ask. Yeah, Asbold notably has just been sitting with his arms crossed the whole time, like not, he's not having this. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, uh, notably, I don't know if I mentioned, she, she brought um, Dr. Quantum's cane with her and she's like clinging onto it. Um, Straw is going to say, all right, well, I don't think this is fully resolved, um, or that it even could be right here, but I think, um, it is a good time to at least start addressing the pressing issues and what we're going to do about them. Um, and I think we need to be on the same page as a team to do that. So I guess to start Juno, I know you were trying to do something and I'm open to hearing what that is, but I'm not going to blindly agree to it before we have a chance to discuss with the, with everyone. You would not accept what I was trying to do, even if I told you. Well, you don't know that. I do. Try me. I was trying to contact your mother. I, yes, I know what you were trying to do. I, I guess what I'm asking is why to to what purpose i was going to tell her the truth okay and And what would that have accomplished i don't know but since we cannot make a decision i figured we should give it to somebody who can yeah that is the decision you would make huh who who says we couldn't make a decision all i've wanted to do is sit and plan this out together together all of us i'm so tired I'm so tired of trying to keep us all together and talking to each other only for you to run away from us because you don't want, you don't hear us or for Jack to run off and do his own thing or for Straw to leave because he doesn't feel like doing something right now. I, I just want us all to work together instead of making fucking assumptions about each other all the time. I thought we were all friends, but we're all just fucking burdens, aren't we? Let's just get this over with and we don't have to we don't have to see each other again. How's that? That's not what I want. Literally the entire reason I abandoned my mission is because I wanted to stay here with you guys. That's it. I'd hate to know what happened if I didn't make friends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or worse, they were shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem to be what Juno thinks so yeah no the earth would have fell like 
literally four months ago. Um, two things happen at the same time. Oh. <laughs> One is that Asbel starts to feel this strange pull to just go outside and just look up at the stars. And another thing happens. Prism suddenly uh, pops up um, uh, in the middle of the table, this uh, floating image of um, the solar system. Um, and uh, Prism says, Warp and Stravix, there are strange readings in this system. And you see in the uh, in the the solar system, um, you see your mothership still, you know, slowly approaching. Um, the scientist ships, like nearby Earth, some hovering in the atmosphere, almost like satellites. And um, you do also see some just strange readings at the bottom, um, at the bottom of this image. Um, nothing visible in the system yet, but just some things are like off. Um, Straw is like, like scanning the readings and then like does a double take at Asbel leaving. Um, yeah. And he's going to say, uh, uh, Blazar, uh, where, where are you going? He stops for a moment and he like feels it like hurts not to go. And he kind of shakes his head. He's like, I have, I can't, I can't do this. I have to go. I just got running. (laughs) I'll take Does it. Don't worry. Straw will nod at Ezra then. Ezra will follow. Yeah. Um, we will uh, see what you guys are doing real fast. So, we, uh, so yeah, uh, running, um, uh, Asbel makes his way to uh, the top of the ship. It is getting um, later in the day. Um, you are starting to see uh, stars in the sky and you turn in a direction you seem almost magnetically drawn to and you look up into the sky and you don't see anything um you guys are far enough out from the city limits that you can see like um stars uh even with the light pollution from the city being um in one of the directions um but you can see out here in the mountains um just the stars and the vastness of space above you um you feel yourself drawn to that particular direction, Asbel, and um, you feel a hunger start to uh, start to grow um, within you, and you almost you almost see like for a second, um, even though you're just standing there, it's like you blink, and in that blink, um, you see the solar system, you see. Um, you see a ship like Stravix isn't like the other Zrels that you've seen, but this one, um, bigger, more innate. Um, that's all that happens. The end. The end. <laughs> and that's the last panel. We did it, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Fables Around the Table. Super. <laughs> you you doing okay, man? Well, like, I, yeah, no, but like... Uh, I don't... Kind of like has like one hand clenched like in like his clothes at his stomach just because it he feels that intense hunger but he knows he knows it's not he knows it's not his at this point i would like to use dark visions mm-hmm. um so mark a doom track to have a vision about the situation at hand after the vision asks jim a question they will answer it honestly okay that's fiona that's me 
Um, yeah. So um, your vision shifts out of the sky above you, and um, you find yourself still in in the galaxy, um, but just above you. So you feel yourself almost um, almost floating. Um, floating in space, um, you can actually see Earth from where you are, which is such a bizarre feeling. Um, and you look around you, and uh, you see the ship now closer than ever. Um, but you also see something. You see, um, you see a portal, and you feel drawn to and connected to that portal. And um, you remember when you went to your sanctuary and you reached out for help to this thing that you're connected to. What is the question you would like to ask? How soon until the Galaxy Eater arrives? The Galaxy Eater is still incubating, but it can help you in this task right now because it thinks it might sate its hunger for a little bit longer. Ooh, dark bargain. Dargan. Dargan. Um... Oh, that would be real fucked up. <laughs> um, and Asmal's eyes probably like went the whole starry void thing when that happened too. So Ezra's like, "Are you okay?" And then whoosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the panels we see uh, Ezra just fading off in the distance as it just as as the panel shifts from that to uh, to the galaxy. And Asmal's just gonna kind of like start shaking his head. No, I. I don't need your help. Not 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 the way you're going to help. I'm not going to kill somebody again. What what? And he like kind of blinks out of it. What? I mean, I don't know, there's still business. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Hold on, don't lie to me, Daniel." Anyway. <laughs> well, like, I don't eh. N- No, I the Galaxy Eater wants to help. What? <laughs> I can do that? I, not in a way that would be very heroic, I don't think. Uh, well, I'm not great uh, at that, it seems. Um, I mean, there's, there's taking care of one person, and then there's genocide? Oh, that does sound bad. No, Can you yeah. just, like, fucking send it to the other side of the galaxy? Universe? Which one's bigger? Universe is bigger. Hmm. You do get the sense that what the bargain is is not that it would appear in the system just there, but that it would uh, pull the Ascendant um, and the ships through the portal for it to eat. Yeah. Now you're thinking with portals. It's got got that midnight rumblies. (laughs) That's a tasty little snack. (laughs) It's the the eating all of, you know, all the people that Asbel's very put off by. <laughs> it would solve the problem, but <laughs> <laughs> ooh, straw. Bad news about your mom. I don't know Good what happened to the your, ships, man. <laughs> your, your, you know, the blood comet. Now, bad news. Your mom got eaten. <laughs> he got promoted. Um. Anyway, uh, we have to deal with this really soon. Yeah. Um. I mean, I got ideas. They're just not like, I don't know how great they are. I don't, I think we got to listen to any idea at this point. Um, I mean, there's probably some sort of hero who can shunt 
like some put some sort of like shield over the world keep the Zarelians out that seems temporary at best Ugh. uh i don't know if he can do it again but maybe just like jack takes the whole planet with him this time and we go to another <laughs> galaxy or universe and there's no earth to eat anymore here how many other people does that leave i mean clearly they're aliens you know um I don't know I'm if there's like a gonna... utopian answer for this though. I'm just let's let's go back inside. I just um, kind of like dejectedly starts heading back in. Yeah. Um what are you all doing while uh they are up there and then we'll have them rejoin the group. Oh, you know, casually seething. <laughs> <laughs> just being cash, you know. So do we want to just fast forward to them coming back? Yeah, I think Jack's just sitting there and I think like in the panel they've actually got their hood down and they're just head is in their hands just like trying to like rack their brain on what to do right now uh what about juno and um uh Stravix? is i'm sorry is this um after is this while we're waiting for them to return or is this after they return yeah. yes yeah got it um straw is just kind of going to smile like like Riley at Juno and say I know everything sucks right now um, but I'm hoping we can get to the point where we can you know move past this and be a team again. I think it's unfair of you to ask me to remain on a team with Ezra. I that is fair and I think that's something we're going to have to work on Um, but I mean he kind of glances at, at Jack and um, looks back to Juno and says, I mean, the rest of the team aside, I don't I don't want to lose you. Why? He he kind of like like shrugs uh, like it's like like it's obvious to him, you know, <laughs> uh, he goes, well, because I care about you. I'm no, I'm not the best at showing it. But I do. I think Jack is just going to kind of like <laughs> slam their hand down on the table. It's like, it's because he likes you, but he's afraid that he's an, because he's an alien. He ain't going to turn you down. Same reason why you feel like we don't respect you is that you feel like you've lost part of yourself becoming robot girl. But you both are just as valid and equally uh, important to the people here. And we're all looking at this the wrong way. Juno, if you don't want to be part of the team anymore... You don't have to, but we do need to do something about this because we're the only ones that are really going to be able to. Once this is all done, if you want to go, you're a person. You have that autonomous right, but I do want to stay friends. I need some air, and I'm going to start walking outside. Jack, <laughs> you... What? That was like half a second. <laughs> but I somehow comprehended all of it. Uh, Strahd looks incredibly embarrassed. <laughs> He is somehow more red. <laughs> <laughs> Jack uses his moment of truth to make them smooch. <laughs> well, I don't think a moment of truth is that powerful no. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this game has limitations. <laughs> uh, Juno says, um, Stravix, you do not need to fall for his jokes. Jack left, right? <laughs> yeah, Jack okay. is out of the room. Um, Straw is going to say, he's an asshole but he's right 
right about what? Um, to my account, I think everything. That doesn't make sense. What about it doesn't make sense? The fact that anything he just said was accurate. That sounded accurate to me. He was speaking fast. You must have misheard him. I did not. Uh, she looks at him sort of puzzled. Uh, Straw, still looking embarrassed, is going to say, uh, yeah, I like you. I can't, I can't say it as fast as, as him, um, which just is just making it just spreading out the agony of embarrassment. Um, (laughs) but yeah, that's, I guess the long and short of it. Um, you're kind of amazing. Uh, and I, words are hard (laughs) and, uh, but that's not an error. Strathix, I request clarification. (laughs) This is torture. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Finish him. When you use the word like, you. What are you referring to? (laughs) You have made your declaration of of friendship very well. Yeah. No. But. It's just, it's more than that. It's, uh, why? Stravix, you calm yourself before you say anything else. I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> Things are just so more straightforward where I'm from. Like, why is this language? And it must be something in the air that makes emotion so emotiony. But I guess what I'm trying to say, and he kisses her. (laughs) Juno is stunned. (laughs) Blue screen. (laughs) Man, it would be real funny if that's when we walk in. That's a full screen panel, and that is, in fact, (laughs) when you guys walk in. Um, Straw pulls away, very embarrassed. Yeah, Aswell, um, like, wasn't looking at first, and was like, all right, let's just get this <clears> over <throat> with, and then, oh, and just face palms, <laughs> and then, like, turns around and is like, let's, I can just, and just kind of, like, pushes Ezra back out, closes the door. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Straw pulls away, looking very embarrassed, and then he kind of clears his throat, <clears throat> but um, I guess that summarizes it. Uh, Juno looks... Also embarrassed. <laughs> um, thank you for that clarification. Um, if you should be one thing, you should be efficient. <laughs> <laughs> At that, this time, Asbel knocks on the door, and he's like, "Can we come in now?" Yes, please do. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So uh, you guys come back into the room to a flustered-looking uh, Juno and Stravix. Oh God, where's Jack now? He said uh, he ran needed- around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Did they kiss? Yes. I- All right. Now it's your turn. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
And Basil, like, whips his head around and turns red. Listen, we only got a little bit of time to get all this in. <laughs> We're on the clock here, guys. Come on. <laughs> How meta of you, Jack? Why would he say that so far from you? Honestly, I'm more worried that that Asbel will hit me for it. Aren't you asking him to kiss you? No. Just, oh. Asbel just rushes into the room and just sits down. He's like, we have t- to deal with this, okay? Yes. Jack walks back in but stays towards the other wall. <laughs> what a weird day. All right, so the things on the table right now are the parents and the mom coming to fuck shit up. And smoochin'. And smoochin'. Uh, sorry I ran out earlier. Uh, so Prism compiled, like, a list of locations. I've actually got, like, a couple. Um, there's, like, the parents without superpowers. And I'll point to Asbel and Juno. That's where, like, your... No. Yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure your parents don't have powers. That's where your parents would be. Asbel kind of does a double take. And then there's one for, like, superheroes. Um, and it's, like, more, like, heavily fortified. Uh, and then I'll, like, point, like, out, like, a small little blip on the map. Uh, that's where Buzz Nass is, the dude who, like, sold us out. Uh, it's pretty close to one of them. Um, so, like, after we finish saving parents, we could, like, make a pit stop there and beat the fuck out of him. Wait, wait they don't... How would they have my parents? They don't... I'm not... Let me see the list. Let, let me see the list. Okay. Yes. And I'll yeah. just, like, grab the, the hologram screen and push it over, because that seems cooler than handing in paperwork. Yeah. Yeah, it is all uh, digital in front of you. Um, you're able to, shifting around some things, pull up the list. Um, Buzzness has extensive information on um, a lot of people, and the whole purpose of this program was so that he would have time to um, investigate everyone, see the extent of their powers, and importantly, the people that they care about or things that could be used against them. Um, so yeah, Juno and uh, Asbel as you know, the list is being scrolled through. You guys see uh, your parents' names on this list. I, I, uh, he's just kind of shaking his head like, I, no, the, I left them so that we, we have to, they're, they're just, they're just office workers. They can't, they can't do anything. We have to, Straw, and he just kind of like looks at a loss just at Straw. Well, he's like, wait, I, and he just kind of like fumbles and pulls out three communicators that he took from those other guys earlier and just kind of throws them on the table. It's like, that's their, that's their stuff. Do something. We have to get them. We'll, we'll get them. Um, uh, uh, so we have a lot of problems that need solved basically simultaneously. What are our options? We have access to basically the entire, uh, Zrelian systems. Uh, he says like, looking to Juno for confirmation that, like, that's still a thing. And she um, nods. <laughs> so, we can still basically, like, hack their entire fleet. I mean, in terms of, like, saving the parents thing, the best possible outcome realistically lies in saving the supers first. That way we can functionally have more than uh, five of us doing this whole thing. Asbel looks vaguely uncomfortable for a moment before he finally kind of opens his mouth. He's like, also straw for their own safety you might want to get the Sorel ships to leave asap uh that's i mean we can hack them and make them fly away i'm not going to be able to convince them to to turn away that's not 
We tried that. No, I mean, the Galaxy Eater wants to eat the whole fleet. Um. Like, that's that's real now. It really wants to do Wait, that. wait, wait, hold on. That was like... That was like the fake threat that we no, were trying to scare it's them. Re- but it, it, you it's real now. Um, does it does it want? Would we be endangering like the planet? He looks confused for a moment. Like that's not where he expected this line of questions to go. He's like, no, it was pretty specific that it wanted me to open a portal, or at least I don't know exactly how it would have worked, but it wanted to suck them to it. Okay. So the other issue I was going to bring up was that, like, if we hacked all of their systems, we could theoretically just force the ships to fly away. That only work out to as far as what Juno's range is um, before they would potentially regain control and then plan another range of attack. Um, But that also wouldn't pull out the individuals that are on the ground already and holding the hostages. Um. How far does, like, the control over Zrel systems go? Like, can you individually control their little nanite holders? Uh, Straw will look at Juno. Uh, GM, is that within the, the realm of my ability? <laughs> Chelsea, um, look at the GM. <laughs> you, you do have, uh, you did manage to hack their prisms. Um, theoretically, you could do that. Okay. Uh, then Juno nods in assurance. <laughs> Um. Okay. Well, that's an that's good to know. That's also yeah. You can just terrifying. Like, um, I mean, you could hypothetically use the nanites to knock out the ones uh, currently guarding all the heroes. We set them free. We rinse and repeat at the other locations. The other option is is if this planet eater, galaxy eater, whatever it is, is a real threat. We could give the ascendancy one final warning and if they don't heed it then they miscalculated i i'm not asking you to to do this as but hypothetically could you like is it like you start opening the portal and it's like go time it's you can't really turn back or could you like tease it as a hey physically this is starting to happen y'all better fuck off real fast i don't know yeah, that's kind of why I figure. There's a lot of unknowns right now. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's just threaten Straw's mom again. I could try to hold it back. Oh, so now we gotta talk to Straw's mom. I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> it it was it wasn't it wasn't who it was it was the why. <laughs> uh, we're not gonna have you do that because, like, you know, not for nothing. Uh, that seems like it's hard. And the last time you contacted the thing, your nose bled. I don't want to see what's going to happen if you're, like, actively trying to hold back the, the power of a galaxy eater. Um, I mean, how kind of you. Never mind. Yeah, I'm like that sometimes. So I think what it- the way we're going to best operate here is kind of the teams we've been having before. Uh, as, as y'all have more options at your disposal than I do for speed, what if y'all were to go for the super parents, I go for the, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, non-powered parents, and then join up with you, and Straw and Juno, y'all work on, uh, trying to either hack to show the signals, get those on the forefront about 
Galaxy Eater Awakening and try and, or if you deem it necessary, talk to the Blood Comet and we go from there. All right. That's probably going to be the best bet here. Um, Straw is going to pick up the three communicators that um, Blazar threw down on the table and um, he's going to uh, kind of siphon some of the nanites from his personal like suit into them to recalibrate them to only be connecting the, the to each other. And then he's going to hand one to Jack and hand the other back to Esbel. Ah, uh, yeah, got it. We can use these to stay in communication. Okay. Um, and so then we're... He... Oh, go ahead. No, you... I, I was going to say, where is everyone um, going off to now? So Jack is going to the, you know, the non-super parents. You guys are going to super parents. And uh, Juno and Stravix are talking to Mrs. The Blood Comet. Phone call. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm kind of like low-key thinking, depending on how this conversation goes. Um, Straw is like, may just like message uh, Asbel and say, do it. <laughs> 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 Yeah, Asbel was very caught off guard because he's like, bro, that's your mom. <laughs> okay, so we're we're focusing on talking to Mrs. The Blood Comet? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So is there anything anyone wants to do before we skip to that? What, what's the, the game plan for this conversation, Straw? <laughs> um, well, uh, since you have access to their systems, I fully intended... Uh, when we send this call through, do you just you just Start patch me direct direct? No, you just patch me directly fucking to her, and oh, like yeah. so, my hologram just appears in front of her. We're not going through uh, their chain of command, their fucking uh, switch boxes or uh-huh. operators to get transferred to see her. We are immediately just sending the transmission in. Yeah, uh, no, never, no, no, easy with business no. calls. No, <laughs> no call okay. waiting. All right. <laughs> um, okay. So that's the plan. Um, and then Straw was just going to like, um, yeah, well, I mean, I guess we'll do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's uh, um, Juno so, yeah. was also going to suggest just like in between in the prep time that if we need to like flex some power, like Juno can probably fuck with their systems while he's on the call and he can be like, ha look at us if it comes down to it. Um, I think that's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you guys, um, set up, is Juno in the, like, can, are you calling so that you can like see Juno or can you only see Stravix? Straw isn't going to specify and he'll let Juno determine what, what appears on the hologram. Um, well, I mean, she's probably going to be like, you know, conked out at, uh, oh, like brain. jacked in. Got yeah. It. Okay. But she can, she'll do like in Cowboy Bebop how Ed has those little stickers. There's just like a smiley face of Juno in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you hear uh, Prezon coming over the system as Juno wires in to uh, jump you straight to the Ascendant. And uh, Prism says, connecting to the Ascendant. And uh, you see in front of you this image pop up. Um, It looks like um, Morgrath was in mid-conversation with someone. So she seems extremely surprised 
to um, see this uh, to see this call pop up in front of her. Um, you would know from being on their ships that it's just like like a hologram that would just pop up directly in front of like wherever she's standing. Um, and she seems extremely surprised to to see Stravix, and she says, "What is it?" Hello, mother. Um, Straw says with a smile. Um, she gives you a menacing smile back, and she says, "Hello, War Prince." So, here's the deal. <laughs> you're going to turn around your ship, and you're going to leave this system with all of your Zrel agents leaving with you. Except one. Me. Because if you don't, you know that galaxy eater that I tried to warn you about? It pretty definitively has its eyes set on you. Um, and then, like, I think that's the cue that he and uh, Juno worked out in advance to, like, transmit the readings that we were getting earlier um, when uh, Esbel had uh, his vision. Yeah, and it's not only the readings, but, like, a projection of, of where this thing is coming and how fast it's coming. And it's a little skewed to be a little extreme, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, the Ascendant, um, her eyes dart over the readings um, that have now popped up in front of her. And she looks back at Stravix and her eyes narrow. Is that your plan then? To defeat a galaxy eater and come back the conquering hero? That or just simply satiate it. And who said anything about coming back? I've proven everything I need to prove to the people that matter. I don't owe you anything. Besides, you're already defeated. Am I now? He says, your entire system is compromised and has been for nearly 24 hours now. And um, my friends informed me that we have a scheduled meeting. That's not going to happen. Oh, they had to inform me, by the way, because that wasn't actually me. And you were none the wiser as... I was infiltrating your systems. So what is this then? Some party tricks to show our scanners reading something that we don't even know is real or not? Something like that. He'll nod to Juno um, to basically cut all life support on their ship for at least a, a moment. Uh, yeah, she does. Um, and yeah, uh, she plays. Um, she she has the fucking. Um, the, the records of the fucking war scroll over there like uh, there's oh, their screens God. and stuff like the, that the revolutionary war uh -huh. yeah <laughs> um, and then like ev as everything like kind of shuts back off the, the combination of that that visual plus like all their sensors going off is like the ship is hemorrhaging oxygen and like you know all that stuff um, before like systems are restored um, Straw is going to smile and say, I could vent you all into space right now. I could turn your ship around and have you halfway back to Korosrel before you could even find a way to counter it. Now, I'm telling you this now to pull your people out, release the hostages, and turn around, or you will all be a tasty snack to some eldritch horror. Um, I think you're trying to provoke someone here. I think so. So, uh, roll plus superior for me. That <laughs> is an eight plus three is twelve. Wow. Eleven. Math is hard. Nicholas. Okay. Math is Eleven. Hard. 
she stares at you. Even though your mother has always been cold to you, you have never seen this like seething venom from her before. Um, there were times where like in her own way, she was like almost maternal. Like she did let you fuck around for a year basically, even though she's like pushing you. Um, but now it seems as though she has like lost any sort of like affection um, for Stravix and is purely thinking as of you as the enemy. She stares Stravix down through the video call and she says, do not ever return to Coruscant. You will be killed on sight. And uh, she switches off the video. Um, I do think that you guys probably have, you know, the have everything, um, you know, pulled up in front of you. Um, you do see on the scanners the ship uh, start to make its way back out of the system. Um, real quick, I think she goes to switch off the the call, and it doesn't work <laughs> because because Juno's controlling it, and then <laughs> Straw is just going to say. You don't have to worry about that. And no, if you ever return here, you will become a tasty treat. And then he turns off the call. <laughs> <laughs> last hey. word, last word, last word. Yeah. And little Juno's little like smiley face in the corner like sticks out her tongue and waves goodbye and then it goes down. <laughs> um, yeah. As the as the call uh dissipates, um Straw will uh look at Juno and nod and say, thank you. Uh, for the first time since uh, Dr. Quantum died, uh, she smiles back at him. Hello, listeners. I am your GM and host, Fiona L.F. Kelly. If this is your first Fables episode, welcome. This podcast focuses on anthology-style actual play stories. This season, we're playing Masks, A New Generation by Brendan Conway, published by Magpie Games. We are nine episodes in, and this is the last episode, so we are nine out of nine. Um, if you want to start from the beginning, head on over to Super Issue 1, New Kids on the Block, and we have six other full seasons available for your listening pleasure. If you'd like to give us a follow on socials, check out at Table Fables Pod on Twitter or at Tables Fables Podcast on Instagram, or just search Fables Around the Table on your preferred social media. If you haven't seen them already, that's where we upload the cover of each issue that's described at the beginning of the episode, and if you're so inclined, you can drop us a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you all so much for sticking with us to the final episode. I know it's a hefty one. I hope that no one freaked out when they saw the runtime, um, but I really feel like it flowed better if we put it all in one episode as was originally intended. Uh, plus, this sticks nicely with our tradition to make the final episode at least twice as long as the others. This season was the longest, both in number of episodes and just in uh, sheer length of episodes. So we gave you a lot of story in this fable season. Um, a lot of really excellent moments. I'm so happy with how it turned out. Uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to our game as much as we enjoyed playing it. Uh, like I said, I had a really phenomenal cast this season. I'm so pleased with the story that we came up with. Um, 
We do have one last piece of content for this season. On Friday, we will be releasing our retrospective episode. Um, last weekend, we all got to sit around and talk about what went into the season. Uh, we had some final thoughts on characters and plot and talked about some stories uh, as we were recording and like what masks means to us and stuff like that. And as a reminder, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you get an extra 30 minutes of bonus content from our retrospective episodes. Um, but everyone else will still get an hour of retrospective, but it is always uh, nice to get the uh, fun bonus content. This is the part where I usually tell you what season to listen to next, and I have been trying for a while to think of uh, which one I wanted to suggest. I think I've recommended all of them this season. Um, we only have six seasons, and we had nine episodes, so that would hopefully make sense, unless I just kept recommending the same one over and over, which I hope I didn't do. But I kind of decide, so I'm going to give you a little elevator pitch for each season. Uh, this is our seventh full season of Fables, so we have six other fantastic games for you to listen to. Our first season, Curse, uses the game The Curse of the House of Rookwood. The dysfunctional Rookwood family deals with the ghosts of their past while also trying to control the curse that keeps them all in its grip. Our second season, Tainted Love, uses the game Visigoths vs. Malgoths. Due to a magical mishap, a group of Visigoths ends up in a 1990s mall. The Malgoths and Visigoths fight each other to conquer them all for their faction, and these totally not friends must eventually team up against a mysterious newcomer. Our third season is Fire this season is a series of Halloween and horror-themed one-shots. Our fourth season, Chronicle, uses the game Microscope. The season focuses on world-building. Our players build an epic history and role-play out important events. Our fifth season is Lost, which uses a beta version of Babes in the Woods 2nd Edition. Two kids get lost in the woods on Halloween night. With the help of their newfound possum friend, they must reunite members of a scarecrow band and avoid the evil in the woods while trying to find their way home. And finally, our sixth season is Tiffany, where we play Bluebeard's Bride. A new bride explores her husband's manor. While exploring the room, she finds that there may be more to her new husband than meets the eye. Guesting again this episode as Dr. Quantum is Garrett Kimmel. Garrett has been featured on several others' fable seasons as both a player and vocal talent. Also, he's the basis for the band Northern Weather. Uh, Northern Weather, as I've said in the other episodes, has all sorts of exciting things happening this year, including concerts and an album release. Check them out on your preferred music streaming service and give them a follow on Facebook by looking up Northern Weather OH. This episode also features our friend Saker as Buzz Ness. Uh, if you're a Project Derailed regular listener, you'll recognize Saker as the gunslinging Doar Luckbeak Humboldt from Tales of the Voidfarer. Saker is also the host of It's All Been Done, a multi-award winning podcast about the sensational Canadian band The Bare Naked Ladies. And Saker is also one half of the nerdcore rap duo 2D6 along with our very own Cliff. Now let's talk about our regular cast this season. Uh, every person on this cast has been involved with uh, some other season of Fables, so if any of those seasons I talked about before sound interesting to you, give one of those a listen and you'll hear someone familiar. Uh, Daniel Walker and Katie McClendon, who play our OTP Ezra and Asbel respectively, played the Malgoths on Tainted Love. Dan was also on Curse, where they played J.C. Rookwood, an angsty teen cursed with the mocking visage unbeknownst to his family. Next up, we have Cliff B., who plays the matchmaker comedic relief and voice of Reason Jackrabbit. Cliff is a part of all sorts of projects 
in addition to being on our seasons Firelight and Chronicle, they have also been a part of multiple other podcasts, including being a guest on Tales of the Voidfarer. Cliff is also one half of the Nerdcore rap duo that I talked about before, 2D6. Cliff also has another project coming up soon, and we will talk about that project in our retrospective episodes, so be sure to keep an eye out for that and listen to see what all the hype is about. We get to finally announce it. Chelsea Rexinger plays our favorite robot, the girl, Juno. Chelsea has been involved in some capacity with every season of Fables, um, and she also makes most of the art for the show. She made the cover for the season, along with some graphic design done by Nick, and she also makes the covers for each episode that we post on social media. She's the art director of Project Derailed and also co-owns Plot Kindling Candles. Head on over to etsy.com shop slash plot kindling candles to find a tabletop RPG-inspired candle of your dreams or put in a custom order and get a candle inspired by your character. And our last player is Nick Eurosiva. Nick plays Warprince Stravix. Nick is an artist and social media guru and has been on many Fable seasons, including Curse, Firelight, Chronicle, and Lost. Uh, Nick is also the GM and showrunner of the Emmy-nominated D&D 5th edition Spelljammer-inspired actual play podcast, Tales of the Voidfarer. Like this show, you can check out Voidfarer wherever you get your podcasts. He's also one of our creative heads here at Project Derailed. And finally, I am Fiona L.F. Kelly. I'm a writer, editor, and podcaster. I'm the showrunner for Fables, so I've been involved with every season in some sort of capacity, even, even if you haven't heard my voice. And and I'm the other creative head of Project Derailed. In addition to Fables, I play Ravnus on Tales of the Voidfarer, and I'm the host and showrunner of Big Streaming Pile, a podcast about bad movies on streaming services. And the final super important piece of our puzzle is our in-house creative consultant and composer of our theme song, Tom Goldthwaite. Tom was an essential part of Super Behind the Scenes. He helped me flesh out the story and gave me all sorts of advice on different things and was just generally a very uh, big help in getting the season off the ground. He is also my co-host on Big Streaming Pile. If you want to hear recordings of his hot takes, be sure to check out that podcast. Speaking of music, additional music for this episode was provided by purple-planet.com. Um, I've said this before, if you are involved in producing actual plays, I really recommend checking them out. They have a huge repository of uh, really excellent music, and um, you can use it all with proper credits. And as always, Fables Around the Table is a podcast produced by Project Derailed. Head on over to projectderailed.com for more information on all of our shows, as well as articles on media and pop culture, and links to some cool stuff like our Redbubble store, and uh, like our Patreon, and like our Discord. Um, we are so grateful for everyone who supports the work that we do, either by buying merch, or you know, supporting us on Patreon, or just hanging out with us on the Discord, or even just listening, as you are right now. Uh, we are so appreciative and grateful for all the fine people who listen. It's still really wild that anyone besides my mom listened to this listens to this at all. Um, so thank you so much. Yeah, so you can find all those links there. Again, you go to projectderail.com to find a Redbubble store, Patreon, and Discord. Now let's get back to the show. As you guys are leaving, um, you see above you um, ships. You recognize them now as rail ships. Um, 
go like uh taking off and going uh shooting up back into the sky to uh to presumably go back to your own planet you do know that that was basically straw's plan um it seems that that plan at this moment has has worked um where do you all go i'll let you guys sort of like edit where you're going because things have kind of changed and you don't have to uh fight people now so where would you all like to go yeah as is gonna jump on like jump on the communicator then be like i i want to i want to go to the non-super parents can we can we do that yeah for sure yeah, I imagine that y'all would be good to have uh, coming around this way. I figure there are going to be a lot of folk that ain't got powers that are going to need some uh, help getting reoriented and figuring out what they're going to be doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's... Thanks. Okay. Um, so you are able to make your way to the uh, warehouse that you identified earlier that has the uh, non-super parents. As you get there, you see that the Zrel have very rapidly abandoned their post and um, people are starting to um, to wander out, basically. Uh, it, the Zrel weren't like hurting them, but they were... Um, definitely like, uh, like rounding them up and, uh, keeping them in this place. Uh, it seems that most of these non-superpowered people, ha- like, basically went along with it. Um, this is not the most uncommon occurrence in this city that, uh, that there would be, um, that there would be, like, an alien invasion of some sort, um, so they are doing, uh, they're just doing their best to get by. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be, well, the Israel's plan wasn't to, uh, tell them what the common denominator with, with everyone was. So people are, uh, starting to wander out pretty confused at this point. Yeah, I think I'm going just to see if there was any, like, incidental issues that came up. Like, if anybody does need medical attention, uh, and I'm like, you know, like kind of talking to people, trying to like uh, on the down low, like find out like if they know of any relations to heroes that they might have to try and get like the heroes in contact with them and everything in case like they were trying to find parents or whatnot. Yeah. Um so you yeah as you talk to people it seems like there might be some like bumps and bruises just like general rough handling by this route no one is like seriously injured um and uh as you sort of start asking a fair number of people begin to like um clam up about such things um either playing dumb or uh or just not wanting to uh to talk to you about yeah i'm i'm uh I'm not like, definitely not doing like a standing on soapbox yelling about it. It's more just like kind of like going up on the down low, just like mm-hmm. kind of like silent up like, hey, uh, listen, uh, if if you know of any super folk that might be uh, interested in your location, you know, let me know and I can try and get in contact with them or, you know, if you're feeling up to it, you know, maybe get in contact with them, let you know where you are. Let's uh. Let's try and keep everything centered around here for right now while we get all this sorted. Yeah. So as you are going around, um, yeah, you, you definitely get the idea out uh, to people that um, 
contacting the supers that they are connected to is like kind of a good idea or just like that it could be something with supers like involved um but once that idea starts going around people do start to clam up a bit more um Um, now ezra and jack your parents are not at this location um jack because of wibbly wobbly timey wimey reasons um (laughs) and ezra because you know where your mom is she's on the ship Uh, she's hanging out um she's she's got a boo-boo and she's healing she's got a boo-boo um but as well your parents are here yeah Um, so as um well blazar we got the costume on let me be right about this um does kind of fly up and i'm going to use uh god i should have gotten this from the beginning this is my most used uh one uh infinite powers Mm-hmm. to um, use supernatural senses and just kind of straight up like superman visual acuity like zoom in eyes trying to mm-hmm. focus on everyone's faces their features whatever trying to find trying to find my parents yeah uh in this crowd of people that is coming out uh we see a couple panels of like the crowd that's um dispersing but the next couple panels are you shifting over different people until you lock on uh to the faces of your parents what do your parents look like what what does this panel look like Ooh, um so it hasn't been it's only been like one day of incarceration they're fine they're normal looking um so yeah it's been yeah it's been like, <laughs> uh, like a couple hours it hasn't been very long at all yeah um ooh. No, so they're they're generally they're very well put together for the most part. I mean, they're a little uh, frazzled and uh, taken apart from you know being kidnapped, TM. Um, but there's a man um, looks to be in his like middle age, maybe like forties, fifties, somewhere around there, um, with very light stubble. Like, looks like he probably shaves every day, but like needs to. So he's got a bit of five o'clock shadow going. Um, hair is short, but like in that kind of like shaggy way where it just like is just over the ears. And um, tanned skin like like Asbel's and gray eyes like Asbel's. Um, wearing like clearly was wearing a, a business suit that now like loosened the tie, you know, unbuttoned a couple of the top buttons. Um, suit jacket is on the woman next to him um who darker skinned than him um hair uh very very straight um black both in the black hair down to her waist uh and is wearing a very mm, so she's not wearing the you know velour tracksuit type thing uh, not the full thing, but she has, like, the pants on, um, and just a t-shirt, so it kind of looks like she was probably, like, in loungewear before this all happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and is wearing, like I said, the suit jacket of her husband next to her. Okay. Um, dark, dark brown eyes. Why did I say Aswell has great eyes? Dark brown eyes. <laughs> Aswell okay. has, like, has, like, black eyes. Okay. Yeah, so the next panel uh, shifts back to Asbel, and we see uh, the recognition in his face. Um, but the panel after that are some 
memories that are um, a little hazy around the edges as we look at the last, uh, as we look at the next few panels. So why don't you tell us um, what these memories are that come flooding back to Asbol as he sees his parents? Hmm. Well, the first one would probably be when the the night that he left, basically. Um, which it was that evening, probably the panel comes in and it's like, it's a very standard, you know, ranch style suburban house. And very, you know, Americana picket fence, big picture window uh, where the, their curtains are drawn, but you can see silhouettes of people who are clearly arguing inside the house. And the next panel would zoom in to see Aswell's mom and dad looking just... Mom looking very tired, disappointed, hand on her forehead, just exasperated. Dad with his, like, the corners of his eyes pinched because he's so frustrated, but, like, not angry. Just that thin line of his mouth and the corners of his eyes pinched that you can tell that he's mad but the kind of cold mad mm-hmm. and you come into the dialogue which is we sacrifice a lot to get to get these appointments for you and at the most point as was going to cut him off like why do you keep sacrificing when i don't want it it's not helping it's been my whole life and hasn't helped so what why do we keep doing this i hate it and there are tears in his eyes and he pulls up his sleeves and his opens his hoodie to show all of the incision marks or, you know, places where they've taken biopsies or, you know, other patch of the skin that are burned or in other ways affected by whatever this process that he's being put through is. Along with the f- more familiar, though less than currently patches of the black void and his mom kind of waves a hand is like cover yourself up we don't need to and she's like no you need to you need to see what this is this isn't helping and this i'm just sitting here letting letting everything happen when i could be actually doing something with this and doing good and which his dad cuts him off and says, "If he, there's no good that can come from this. Not, not until we fix this. And just kind of hangs for a few panels, silence. And then finally his dad just says, we rescheduled for tomorrow. Show up this time. And his parents just kind of turn away and walk into another room. And then kind of cut later into the night where Aswell is seen looking out the window of his room with a bag packed and a skateboard on this on his bed and then him climbing out the window looking back at the house and leaving yeah um at this moment you see your parents uh but your parents do not see you uh what do you do he kind of like starts for a moment as if he's gonna go and then just kind of hangs there in the air and he kind of looks down at himself he's completely covered there's nothing to really see 
And he looks over and sees if he can spot, like, wherever Jack and Ezra are in the crowd. Or, yeah. Uh, um, Jackrabbit and Limelight. Yeah. You see, uh, you see Jackrabbit going around, uh, checking on different people. What is Ezra up to? Uh, he's probably, like, mostly keeping an eye on, on Asbel, uh, and also, like, checking, uh, his phone kind of frequently. I mean, not, like, frequently, but, like, checking his phone every now and again just to make sure that that little blip for where, uh, Buzz Nass is hasn't moved, or if it has moved, how how far away it is at any given point in time. Yeah, uh, for now it's still mostly in the same place. Um... And then he's going to kind of drift back down towards Limelight. Hey, could you could you do me a um could you do me a favor? Yeah, sure. Those two people there, and he's going to point out his parents in the crowd. <laughs> um their names are Xavier and, and Alicia. Just make sure they're okay uh okay yeah no problem thanks thank you and ezra will walk over to them yeah um you make your way over um they seem to be right now looking uh looking sort of as aimless and confused as everyone else um but when um you walk over uh they they look at you and and turn to you and um Xavier says um are are you a superhero are you here to save us what's going on they all those aliens they just left all of a sudden uh well i mean to answer your kind of questions in in order not really and yeah i they left um a friend of mine told his mom to go home, and she did. And all those aliens were sort of like her posse. <laughs> so they're leaving too now. <laughs> a uh, he says uh, a friend of yours, and you can see his uh, his grip um, on Alicia tighten a little bit. He like pulls her a little bit closer to him and sort of takes a step back from you. Yeah, it's a long story entirely, but you guys are fine now. The aliens are leaving. Um, uh, it looks like you guys are unharmed physically, emotionally, on a scale of, like, one to ten. How you feeling? Uh, I, uh, I don't know. We're, we're both pretty shaken up, I suppose. Can we go home? Has the danger passed? Uh, you should be okay to go home. It looks like, uh... Yeah, I mean, the aliens are leaving. They were uh, really the only thing, you know, preventing you guys from going home. Uh, I mean, we've, like, the the supers, those of us with powers, I mean, we've got some things to handle, but, like, it, it doesn't involve you. You can go home. He takes uh, Alicia's hand and he says, uh, come on, let's let's just get out of here. And they start to walk away. I'll just, like, you know, if there's, like, a bus they're getting on, or I don't know if they, like, well, I guess they were probably taken here in a ship. Yeah. Um, I think that their strategy right now is to get the hell away from here and uh, find the nearest road and uh, 
and make their way back home. All right. Like, if I can get that sort of, like, vibe, I'll uh, just shout, like, hey, the nearest bus stop is, like, two blocks down uh, the way you're going. So just keep going that way. You'll be good. Um, he waves sort of in recognition that he heard you. Um, other people nearby sort of, uh, hearing that it is now safe to leave begin, um, heading that way as well. And you see sort of like, uh, this game of telephone going through the crowd as, uh, as they say, like, we can leave, like the dangerous past. We can go home now. Meanwhile, um, I, I did fly back up just so I could watch and I just want to I want to keep an eye on them. And I am kind of floating a little bit in a way to follow. Mm-hmm. Just just to make sure they they get to where they're going okay. Yeah. Um, as you are getting uh, up into uh, your aerial view, um, you see them. They're not like running. They're certainly walking uh, very quickly in the direction that Ezra has indicated to them. Um, the others, uh, have started to follow sort of behind, but they're kind of, like, leading the crowd. Um, they're, they sort of, like, frequently scan around them. At one point, um, they do look up and see you, but probably not recognize who you are, um, and, uh, like, look at you, and then their eyes go back to, like, um, looking around them as they continue to hurry to the bus stop. He's gonna he's he's gonna approach a little bit, um, and he's he kind of like stops, starts to back up again, and then kind of seems to look up at the sky for a bit, and then he kind of walks forward with a bit more conviction. Um. Yeah. You see. Uh. You see Xavier's grip on Alicia like that. He you know, holds her hand tighter and she holds his hand tighter and they continue to walk, uh, glancing back at you every once in a while. And he just goes, wait. Um, they stop and turn to you. And he's like kind of shaking at this point. Um, and he just kind of looks around really fast and then pulls down, um, the neck gaiter and pushes up the goggles a bit. Um, they recognize you pretty instantly. Uh, they look very surprised to see that it's you. Um, Alicia says, Asbel, is, is that you? He just kind of nods cheapishly. What, what are you, what are you doing here? Where, where have you been? What, what, do you, do you know what's going on here? They said it was, was a friend or some sort of aliens? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay now, though. You're gonna be okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry? What, what do you mean you're sorry? Is there still something happening? <laughs> he's, like, tearing up, and he's not... He's trying not to be obvious that he's tearing up, so he kind of, like, looks up. Um, no, uh, I'm just sorry that this happened. It wasn't supposed to. You were supposed to stay safe. Um, but we're gonna, we're gonna take care of everything. And, and then hopefully no one will know that we're connected, so it won't happen again. 
Um, Xavier steps forward and says, Asbel, just come home with us. We can find a doctor who can figure out what's going on. He starts shaking his head and stepping back. Um, She says, what about... And her words sort of trail off as she uh as she looks um is there any with his costume is there any of the uh marks exposed yeah on his shoulders there's a little bit that peeks out on his shoulders and like neck because that's the only skin that's really exposed other than his face yeah you see her eyes sort of linger there it's the same as it's always been mom and as it always will be but I'm, we can figure something out. It doesn't have I'm to be this way. Doing something for once. I've been helping people. And if that's. I'm not going to waste the time I have sitting around and. That's, this isn't why I came. I just wanted. I wanted you to know that I'm sorry. And that. I won't put you in danger again. He starts pulling up his mask and pulling the goggles back down. Um, they look like they don't know what to say. Um, and there's a beat before Xavier says, "What? I don't understand what that means. Are are we never going to see you again?" It's better that way. And he just kind of nods to himself. And he says, better better for who? You, you're our child. And you had a year without me. So, keep doing what you did this year. Um, they look at each other, sort of exasperated, and Alicia says, I don't know how much longer of that we can take. That doesn't make any sense. <sighs> and he, like, pulls the goggles off and swipes at his eyes. It can't... This is part of me. And he just pulls some of the costume back to reveal more of the void. Uh, they sort of wince at it. And... And because of it... Because it's me... If... You can't accept it. We're never gonna be... We're never gonna be a perfect family. And I accepted that. Um, Xavier says, Aspel, listen to me. This is not you. It's what is trying to destroy you. We just want you and... We will we will do anything, sacrifice anything. We This is what we've been trying to do this whole time. You're sacrificing me! Asbel, just... Just come home. We and can then We what? can talk about this at home. Dad, there's too much going on for me to just come home. The, the aliens are... They've left. They're gone. Just come home and we can discuss this. He just kind of shakes his head. I just wanted... I don't know. I shouldn't have. I'm gonna go. And I'm gonna keep being a hero for as long as I can. I'm not gonna waste this. 
I'm gonna do what what's best to keep you and everyone else safe. And he pulls the goggles on and starts to uh, fly up. Yeah, uh, they watch Asbel as he uh, flies up and presumably back to the group. Um, so what are Ezra and Jackrabbit doing? Probably just waiting for Asbel at that point. Uh, after he like floated down, probably like tentatively watching over that area just in case, but just waiting for him to get back. Okay. Um, yeah, do you go back to the group, Aswell? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, so the three of you are, um, are at the, uh, warehouse, the abandoned warehouse where people are starting to sort of, uh, file out and make their, uh, make their way in the direction that Aswell is coming from as he returns. Yeah, I zipped around and checked with everybody, made sure that they got uh, arrangements to be getting out of here, whether it's uh, waiting at the bus stop for the bus or waiting for somebody to get them ride at that location. Uh, it looks like everybody's going to be fine getting out of here, at least for the folks that were captured. How are y'all That's doing? Uh, Ezra will probably just like kind of wordlessly take Asbel's hand. I'm, I'm okay. Asbel's kind of quiet. And does hold pretty tightly to Ezra's hand. He's notably, like, very cold and shaking, even through the glove. And he swallows hard. Um, yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, you said everything's good? Yeah, folks Folks, I talked to, they've all got uh, plans for getting out of here. So, uh, I think... Folks are covered, smothered, uh, whatever else they say at the Waffle House. This is a little random. Do you guys... Do you guys really think that this... And Aspel kind of, like, pulls at his costume again to reveal the patch. Do you think that this... Do you really think there's any way, any hope I could be separated from it? Uh, without going into a big monologue that uh, I'm known to do when I do speak up on these sorts of things, yes. Uh, I ain't gonna say it's gonna be easy. I ain't gonna say it's gonna be fun. But in trying to research ways to get around my uh, blockade from going home, uh, I think I came upon a few uh a few leads to some scientists who might be able to help if not help if not fix it then maybe contain it but uh they're more the variety that uh them contacts what you got them uh alien guns from as those uh they're more uh, that type. Aswell does kind of like notably cringe at the scientists' mention, like wince. I mean, out outside of outside of that, uh, there might be like some sort of mystics out there, but 
when I was looking for ways home, uh, there were, I, I, I was looking for more, uh, more precise calculations, so that's the route that I was going towards. I mean, at the very least, stopping an alien invasion, rescuing a bunch of heroes, that's gotta, you know, earn some favors. Can't and, hurt. Yeah, there's probably heroes who know at least a bit of space stuff a bit better than us. Besides, Jackrabbit ran into another dimension. I can't imagine separating you from, like, a space baby is going to be impossible. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. No problem. Ezra's phone um, pings at that moment. Um, as he looks down on it, he sees um, the marker for where... Um, for where uh, Buzzness is, he sees that it is on the move, uh, making its way back uh, towards the center of the city, like the downtown area. Hmm. We could meet back up with uh, with Straw and Juno, or I'll just like show them both my phone, or we could go do some. Uh, healthy stress relief. <laughs> we do uh, have business with Buzzness. Mm-hmm. If my, if my hunch is uh, right, we may want to have Straw and Juno download all the uh, evidence that Buzz sold everyone out. Because he might be trying to head to City Hall and who knows, we might have some friends there that can as what kind of shrugs I could go ahead and um zip us you know whoosh whoosh you know us to them and then all of us to buzz uh one is that like safe for you I mean that gets to do a lot of you know, is any of this safe for me? My parents well, would say no. Uh, well, I just, mm, I don't particularly think that uh, Juno and I are going to want to be in a situation with each other for, for <laughs> an extended period of time. Well, that is understandable. However, we can't really avoid the fact that we aren't done with this business, so if you two could just be working partners for the next half an hour to an hour. How about y'all start heading that way? I'll get in touch with Straw and Juno. Uh, we'll meet you there. Go go the old-fashioned way, because uh, as I, I know you're determined to be a hero, right now you are on emergency-only duty, because... Uh, we kind of need you here to be able to try and keep you here. And if there's a if there's a situation that calls for it, then you know, I'm not saying don't use the power, but right now with as much as this thing spread for you, you need to try and keep it from spreading even faster than it has to. 
So I'll get in contact with them. I'm quick on my own. So even if I take the time to call them, I'll still probably beat y'all there. Right. And I can definitely stall him out to keep y'all uh keep y'all safe. You be careful too. I mean he's clearly a jackass, so Yeah, I've dealt with plenty of them. I'll be fine. Punch him like I punch quantum. <laughs> can I make a light motorcycle? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Why not? Tron Last cycle. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like season finale bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> there, is, there, there are no rules. I don't have the book. By you me. also need to make light helmets. Mm, helmets safety. are very important. Safety the, at least third. You put the goggles down and it's just like blinding. Like, <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I cannot stop light from producing light. So helmets would actually harm us more than it would help us. Uh, well, don't crash. Uh, I don't plan on it. As right. the two of you peel off, I hit the button to contact uh, Juno and uh, Strahd. I'm like, Team two turtle doves, this is quick as a bunny. Uh, y'all hear me? <laughs> what? <laughs> I believe this was a joke. Oh. See, I hey, thought uh, I was getting good at recognizing those, but then he just throws me a curveball like that one. <laughs> yes, well, practice makes perfect. Hey, uh, just want to let you know an update on the situation. Uh, your kin done got the fuck out of Dodge, and, uh, Buzzness is on the move. It looks like he's heading towards downtown. Uh, so. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about Buzzness. I was just about to, like, like, problem solved. We did it. Mr. Yeah. Pib. Uh, <laughs> I've already popped so, open the Mr. Pib to celebrate. <laughs> from the way it was looking on the track and beacon, it might be heading towards city council. So, uh, if any of the council members are there, uh, might be a good idea to, uh, if you don't already have a have it on one, get some sort of like flash drive or some nonsense to uh, store all the evidence that Buzzness sold out the city, and uh, head on over that way. I suppose. Um, Straw will just look at Juno and nod, and I'm like, I th I think that's something Juno can do, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, I also have all the records from your your family ships too. All right, All right, cool. Well, uh, we'll see how much we need to get into that. There will probably be a lot of explaining to do and a lot of stuff that, uh, quite frankly, isn't my cup of tea, but uh, I'm going to sit through it because that's what we got to do sometimes. Sounds like a plan. All right. Uh, yeah, you should. y'all should be able to get that tracking, too, for uh, Buzzness if, uh, if, uh, as added on his phone, so. Yeah, I activated it on straw ship. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Outside of City Hall, we see uh, Jack Rabbit um, in a in a flash uh, it, it, through a panel, just move very quickly and then stop on a dime and uh, look up at the location. Um, moments later, there's there's a couple panels that pass, and then on his light cycle, um, Limelight and uh, Blazar show up 
and then how do uh, how do Juno and Stravix show up? Just in the ship, probably. I that's what ship. I was gonna say. I think we're already in the strip. Yeah. Was, and then and then we and then like we see a panel of all three looking up, and then we have to zoom out for a full page because the ship is just right fucking in front of us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think I think it's like a little bit paying homage to like Independence Day with the, like the flying saucer mm, over Town Hall. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. All right. Uh, the two of you presumably descend from the ship. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I guess so. <laughs> no, no. They they stay in there the rest of the episode. Uh, yeah, I was waiting for you guys to be like, no. We're I mean, you know, probably watching. like we show like, up, we no, make the dramatic we're, entrance, and we're just gonna make they're out. They're just like looking at, like in the caption, she's just eating popcorn, like watching. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. The, 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 they're just like, yeah, uh, we're just gonna make out. Sorry, guys. Um. Yeah, yeah. Juno prob- will descend, but she's probably like begrudgingly doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, um, uh, what what exactly are you guys doing? What are you looking for here? There are, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, there are some people still, um, still running around. Uh. It- <sighs> The Zarel have left a bit of a wake of destruction. It wasn't the worst invasion that the city's ever seen, but things are, like, a little bit in disarray. They definitely, um... So, like, you see people, especially around the, uh, the town hall area, um sort of like uh wandering around trying to get back to things uh being in a rush it's a little bit chaotic uh what, what are you looking for what are you doing i'm looking for buzz ness yeah uh in the crowd uh you see buzz ness um hurriedly talking to someone his tie is loose and his uh suit jacket looks like it's been sort of like hastily thrown on it's ridden up a little bit in the back um he is frantically talking to uh what looks like one of his interns as they like uh hurriedly like take notes and and sort papers i'm taking a look around to see if i can see rose lawyer anywhere um yeah standing at the top of the steps still looking impeccable is Rule's lawyer uh, surveying the chaos, as it were, right now. Uh, I think I just kind of nod in Ez's direction and I start going up to uh, Rule's lawyer. And while he does that, I'm gonna go grab fucking Buzzness. Okay, so we have a team going to. So we have. Okay, so let's choreograph this. So, um, Jack is making his way to Rules Lawyer. Ezra is beelining to Buzzness. Okay, wh- where is everyone else in this space right now? Asma does a back and forth between Jack and Ezra. Just kind of turns to go with Ezra. What about Stravix and Juno? Have we caught up with the group or, um, just to... Uh, yeah. Or did they already... Oh, we're all as a group. Um, yeah. I think Straw is just backing up... Um, uh, backing up uh, Limelight. Okay. And Juno? Yeah, I think um, Juno is also... She's probably not, like, following, but probably has, like, a, a vantage point. Uh, just in case Limelight decides to uh, murder another innocent person. Yeah. <laughs> He's not innocent! As, as, <laughs> as a reminder, Ezra did 
murder an extremely well-respected super. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And we have and... two moments of truth, so let's see how this unfolds. Yep. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. So, uh, what, so Jackrabbit uh makes his way up to Rule's lawyer. I just kind of like shoot up there and uh say, "Hey, uh, uh, Councilman Lawyer, uh." My team is about to apprehend uh, Mr. Buzz Nest because he done sold out the entire city to an invading force of aliens. And uh, I don't really uh, expect you to just believe me on my word. We've got evidence, but we're just going to go. Uh, I wanted to give you a heads up that he's compromised your entire system. And I'm pretty sure you uh, y'all need to figure out some new method for uh, keeping tabs on young heroes. So uh, just giving you a heads up, buddy. And, uh, as he opens his mouth to be like, the fuck, uh, what, do, what does, uh, what does, uh, Ezra do? It's just like a, <clears throat> and, like, tap him on the shoulder. Uh, Buzz, uh, turns around up, and he says, What on earth do you want? Fuck you! <laughs> and then just fucking headbutt the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah, like, after it comes out of my mouth, full-on headbutt. Amazing. Um, directly engage a threat? Uh, I got a 7 plus 3, so that's a 10. Roll to directly engage threat, roll plus danger, that is a 3 for me. On a hit, trade blows. On a 10 plus, pick 2. On a 7 to 9, pick 1. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition, and that can just be okay. anybody in the general vicinity, really. Uh, okay, uh, since it's, uh, are you consider are you fighting everyone? Because the opposition, oh god, I think okay, in this yeah, case fair enough, no. <laughs> uh, Ezra's yeah. about to fight the whole damn city, which I, which I am here for. I'll throw hands yeah. at the council. <laughs> um, Alright. They're old, they're over 30, they have bad knees. <laughs> god damn uh, it. Uh, Alright. Then I'm gonna, uh, so I'll impress, surprise, or frighten. Uh, Buzzness. I I have to imagine it's either surprise or frighten after he gets headbutted in the nose. I, I don't imagine he'll be impressed with my antics. <laughs> um, and remember, if you don't resist or avoid their blows, you will take a condition. Oh, that's, that's so fair, though. I don't care. I'm gonna, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, okay. take. I'm gonna take something from him. Um, You're gonna take something from him. Where you yeah. Him. Uh, since we've established that, like taking something does not have to be a physical thing per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take his footing and then after presumably he stumbles back and whatever I'm gonna drop his ass to the ground and like pin him. Um yeah you take his uh, ability to be vertical. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're on a horizontal axis now, bitch. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we just did algebra the other day before we skipped school to do superhero shit. A squared equals A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Tell me why. Oh, Pythagoras said so. Equals C <laughs> these nuts squared. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, Ezra. Uh, he does, does Ezra in fact headbutt him? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because I'm I've always imagined Buzzness being a kind of tall dude. Uh -huh. And Ezra's on the shorter side, so I just want to uh -huh. introduce, like, 
my forehead or upper part of my head to his face. All I think right. you make a light step. Yeah, like I, step I get, yeah, I get, get I get a little bit of like vertical leverage myself here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you I'm just sort just of imagining just casually like a... create light platform shoes real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um. Yeah, so you are able to uh, headbutt him in the process. He uh, he uh, he falls backwards, uh, grabbing at, at anything that uh, that uh, he can, um, and he looks at his uh, his intern and he says, uh, "What are you all just standing around for?" And the intern takes the huge stack of papers that they're holding. And does in fact uh, wham you in the face with it, <laughs> um, and you take a condition. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take angry. All right. <laughs> Buzz is going to uh, try to uh, get up at this point, and is like, and he says that to um, to limelight. Um, what the hell do you think you're doing? Hitting you, but then later arresting you. I'm going to kind of like put myself between him and Ezra, and I'm going to extend my hand and siphon some of my nanites down to form into uh, cuffs, basically, to manacle on the wrists and ankles. Okay. So it feels like you are trying to, like, not, like, directly engage the threat, but you definitely are trying to, like, forcibly arrest him, which I guess would fall under directly engage a threat, because he's not going to let you just do this. Yeah, unless you have, like, a, a move within your class, you are trying to, like, forcibly, you know, take him hostage. Yeah, see, what I was originally trying to do was I was trying to use my alien tech by grabbing a piece of Earth technology to, to use to convert into that, um, but since one was not, uh, nothing was within reach, um, I'm just directly engaging a threat. That sounds good. Okay. Um, yeah. Directly engage a threat is danger. Hell yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was an eight. I'm going to give you eight. one forward for the hell of it. So uh, pick one, resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. I am going to take away their mobility. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I will I will accept whatever conditions come my way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you are able to uh, sort of get uh, Buzz, um, you know, you're sort of able to lock his arms uh in in your alien cuffs that you have created with nanotechnology and uh he is um he is uh struggling to uh do something and and you have uh the intern next to you sort of like uh beating on you with those papers and like yelling for help yeah she is she is like really trying to wail on you right now um you are stronger than her but you do still take a condition yeah um and (laughs) no i uh do you tell me the condition or i pick one you can pick one all right um, I think Straw doing this, um, he's doing the right thing, but he sees like everybody basically panicking and this intern most of all. And he's just kind of standing there as like the papers are bouncing off of him and he looks down and looks at her and like kind of has this like feeling of like, oh shit, are we doing the right thing? And I'm taking the condition guilty. 
<laughs> he's like, no, it's look, it's fine. He he did a bad thing. We have proof. Hold on, ma'am, ma'am, please, <laughs> ma'am, we're please stop assailing my team with we know what paperwork. we're doing. <laughs> he is uh, he is going to um, he is going to. Uh, look around to uh, to all the uh, to all the other supers that are around, and he starts yelling at them. And he says, um, "What are you all just standing around for? These children are assailing me!" And uh, the supers, um, including Rules Lawyer, who has sort of like come out of his stupor, come approaching you very, very quickly. Remind me, Chelsea, does Juno have a way to project holograms on her own or no? Uh, probably. <laughs> sure. I mean, if not, like, Straw can, like, use his nanites to, like, uh, you yeah, can use but... it through that. Do Between the both. two of us, we can do yeah. it. So <laughs> yeah. Straw will, Straw, straw will, can like, make it form... bigger. Yeah, Straw will form um, like a node of nanites off of his bracer to, into like a ball and toss it to Juno, and he'll just say, uh, "Show them." Um, and when you catch it, it can interface with you to project the data that you're storing uh, in a hologram. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure Juno's body like absorbs it or it does some kind of sciency shit. Yeah. Um, and she sort of like turns to a wall, presumably. Um, and starts, like, projecting all the information, um, and, like, in her most Microsoft Sam voice, probably starts, um, over her, <laughs> her chest loudspeakers, um, reading out loud the information we have. Clippy um, pops up. It yeah. looks like you're trying to project a hologram. Do you need help with this? <laughs> God damn it, Clippy, not now. We're trying to look cool here. Um, but she's she's loudly projecting the information so that everybody in the vicinity can hear them and quickly understand what we're trying to show them. Yeah, um, I think Jack quickly zips over like three blocks to a popcorn vendor on the street <laughs> and brings it back and is like starts offering it to some people. Uh, Straw will take some. Yeah, Asbel's like, oh wait. <laughs> So you see, so okay, so everything um, starts to go on. Um, Buzz like looks at it. Everyone's like regarding it curiously. Um, Ezra, you remember during your outburst at the city council, you recognize some of the faces that are here, and they are definitely like um, some of the people who were sympathetic to uh to what limelight had told them in the big meeting are starting to like whisper to each other right now and uh ba and i buzzness uh pretty pretty suspiciously i'm gonna take advantage of my influence over someone mm -hmm. uh i have influence over rules lawyer that's mm -hmm. true oh shit you do okay yeah uh after like all this is sort of like like the all the all the skeletons in the closet are are being revealed. I'll just look at uh, rules lawyer and go. Four years he has been on the council. This guy's supposed to be your arch nemesis, and you could not tell that he was actively fucking up everything you sought to do. I'd almost think that you were working with him at this point. What do you have to fucking say for yourself? And I'm gonna give him the guilty condition. Mm. Okay. I think I walk over to Buzz Ness, just kind of look down at him and say, "And you would have got away with it too." One I was for us meddling it. kids and our <laughs> little straw too. I was thinking it. 
right, we met our Scooby-Doo quota. Let's go home. Uh, <laughs> Cliff, thank um, you. I was going to make the joke out of character. I'm so glad you made it in character. <laughs> Buzz is... Um, he is going to, I think, take this opportunity while everyone is, like, um, looking at the information that is presented uh, to him. And I think he is going to um, to try to um, lash out. He is going to use the his his hands are bound right now, um, but he pulls them back towards his chest, towards his um, towards his pocket in his suit jacket, and hit something. Um, you see small robots start to uh, start to come to come out and start to make a uh, quick work of his uh, of his binds. Hey, that's my thing. Um, there are a bunch of other heroes around who look um, who look like they're willing to attack as well but all right so then yeah he he has uh he has freedom of movement again but his uh his arms are still bound hey you know mr business is our like you know nemesis and stuff in some ways um but just in case all the people need it what were his powers again i think he would i think his powers were money his powers of money um <laughs> okay so he's yeah, like just he has, batman but like an gadgets. asshole he he has like some gadgets um you know that a lot of what he can do is um command a whole lot of people um because he has lots of money um the powers so he's not like a superhero where it's like oh he has like the fucking wings and can like fly um he's a he's a regular guy with a lot of resources basically okay he's batman he's lex Luthor. yeah he's lex Luthor. well yeah but <laughs> he's, the he's not like the, he's, the he's gadget not, like, his, level yeah he's not like physically a Depth quite like Batman. Okay. Um, wow. So his power literally like... is just he's rich <laughs> and an asshole. Yeah. We're yeah. Beating up and, Jeff Bezos. And he, uh... I'm ready to beat up Jeff Bezos. <laughs> and he certainly has a whole lot of information on all of you. Yeah. Yeah. So we literally beat up Jeff Bezos. Okay. <laughs> um. So I. So I think that um, here. So after you know. Um, after uh, uh, you know he's able to get his legs free, he sort of takes a defensive stance. Everyone turns to look at him. Um, but let's see. Um, who has an interesting weakness? <laughs> an interesting um, weakness. I think I'm going to pop my moment of truth. Oh, okay. Aww. All right. I think I'm going to go on the moment of truth. I think I see him start to like try and dart his eyes around to try and like pick out who he might think is the weakest yeah i think i just zip up behind him get him in a blatant like just rear choke and i look directly at rules lawyer and say pursuant to council order 1627a-3b6 any member of the council who is found to be conspiring with outside agents that threatens the safety and well-being of the citizens of Halcyon City or the heroes that this council has been 
appointed and elected to represent the best interests of shall be considered in treason of the city of Halcyon and must immediately be jailed and face charges, the minimum of which is 25 years in maximum security prison with a maximum of double life sentence. Then I kind of look over at Juno and say, you gotta know what the laws are in order to know when you need to break them. In the next panel, it is the next morning. You all have crashed hard on the ship. Um, You've finally gotten some sleep after who knows how many Fucking episodes. Fucking 48 hours. <laughs> and um, you, you all wake up and, and start to stir on the ship. Um, if any of you are watching television, um, you see news reports about Buzz Ness's um, extensive network that he uh, that he has the revelation that he was Mister Business and um, yeah no I don't think unless you all have said something that anyone even knows that Doctor Quantum is gone at this point. What do you all do on the ship after a little bit of rest? I think Straw's making pancakes for everybody. All right. Yeah, uh, Prism is. In Are fact they actually pancakes or? <laughs> I, I have had Prism download a pancake recipe, and Straw is following it to the best of his ability. <laughs> Aww, I'm making that fucking blueberry tea. She, yeah, she. Has, I don't understand uh... what the four pages of life story were at the beginning of it, but I guess it's important. <laughs> No, she like made you a box of Bisquick because that's how they really make pancakes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so uh, you guys are drinking tea. Uh, what's everyone else doing as they begin to stir? Has my mom already like skedaddled? Uh, not if you. She don't gonna want be her here to. for breakfast? <laughs> yeah, she could be wherever you want her to be. It's last episode. There are no rules. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's best if she skedaddled. Okay. Yeah, she uh she um once she was like stable, she uh went back home to heal and rest and uh, was very glad to see um that Ezra um was was safe, although she still like was a little bit surprised that he didn't go the route that he had been talking about. Um but yeah, thought Ezra is on the I ship. About he, it. he did a sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> It's that time in a young man's life where he has his first sleepover, followed shortly by his first murder. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, what's uh, what's Juno up to? Um, Juno is still in her room. Okay. She's uh, working away at one of Prism's terminals, getting something together. Um, And... Uh, she looks over to her bed, and she has uh, Doctor Quantum's cane propped up at the at her headboard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what is Jackrabbit up to? I think Jack is still in his room as well. He's just kind of like staring up at the ceiling for as much as they didn't sleep in the past couple days. He just didn't really have like the real urge to sleep the -hmm. night before. Mm -hmm. So most of the night's just been laying in bed, just staring at the ceiling, trying to actually process 
a lot of what went on in the last week. And Jack and any of the lives that he's lived before really hasn't done that before. Mm-hmm. I think the door might, I think at this point he might have gotten up and just opened the door. But he's still just kind of laying in bed. Um. So I think Straw is going to finish like making pancakes and he sets them down on the, the kitchen table. Um, and it, is it just uh, Ezra and Asbel there for, for now? Yeah, that's what it seems like. Okay. So um, Straw is going to kind of uh, furrow his brow and kind of look around and be like, I'll be right back. And he's going to like head back towards like where the people's rooms are. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just going to p- poke his head into Jack Rabbit's room and like, hey, uh, Jack, I made pancakes if you want any. I might get some in a bit. Hey, um, things probably aren't going to be the same around here anymore, huh? Probably not, but that doesn't mean they need to be bad. I get to stick around. Yeah, I mean... It's better than what we thought only a couple days ago. Yeah, I mean, we... There's still... There's still a lot we have to do and a lot we don't know about, but... Where I came from before, when... The teams I was on would have falling outs. We always usually found a way to get back together. I don't think that's going to happen this time, and I don't know how to handle it. I don't know either. But if you want any pancakes, help yourself. And there's Mr. <laughs> Pib in the, the fridge. You can help yourself to that, too. To a reasonable amount. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be out in a little bit. All right. Um, and then Straw is going to go to Juno's room. Yeah, so when, when Straw gets to Juno's room, he, he sees her in uh, working on stuff. Um, he notices she has some of her stuff, like, packed up. Uh, he'll, like, knock on the door frame. She turns to look at him, and she says, Oh, good morning, Straw. Good morning. Uh, can I come in? Yes, of course. Um, he'll kind of walk in looking a little uh uh sheepish and he'll say uh just so you know i made pancakes um are you are you going somewhere she sighs and she looks at him and she says i cannot stay here as things are uh i i i I don't understand can i ask you a question straw of course um, she waves him over to the computer, and Straw can see that she is getting a report together um, about Ezra killing Dr. Quantum. Okay. I don't know what I should do with this. Hmm. Well, let's think about it this way. And And to be clear, I don't necessarily agree with how that happened and all that either but are things worse because it happened like it's bad and unethical and definitely against the rules but it did solve a problem and I think it's probably better that we 
work it out amongst each other. And I don't know if we go to the city about it. I think it only gets more weird and complicated. I watched one of my teammates murder a man in front of Maestraw. I, yeah. How can I live with myself if I don't bring him to justice? Okay, but what justice are we serving? We know everything that Dr. Quantum did, that he was using us. And yeah, that probably wasn't the way it should have went down. But I don't know. We have no right to play God over other people. I'm not saying we do. Then how can I forgive him? That's why I can't stay here. Well, if there's one thing I've learned since coming here is that people are complicated. A a while back I would have said humans are complicated, but being here has shown me that everyone is complicated. Things happen. Mistakes get made. Sometimes the right thing happens for the wrong reasons or the wrong things happen for the right reasons. I don't have the answers. And if you leaving is what you have to do, then I don't know what I could say to change your mind. Uh, she turns away from him and starts working on the the file again. And she says, may I ask you another question? Sure. Will you hate me if I leave? No. Um, she stops as if uh, surprised for a moment and then gets back to work. And she says, okay, thank you for preparing breakfast for everyone. That is very kind of you. It was it's the, really the least I can do. Well, there's something else. Um, I was going to save it for after the pancakes, but anyway. Um, and he'll reach into his pocket and pull out um, kind of like an oval like device that looks like it's made out of the same material as his bracers. And he'll say, um, where I come from, the... Well, all my people, you've seen it, have the ability to change their appearance. Um, As a result, uh, looks don't really hold a lot of weight. Not really anything that we care about. But if this would be something that you would like for you, this was something Prism and I put together. And he kind of holds it out. And it just looks like a white, you know, piece of his nanotechnology. Um, she turns to look at him and looks down at the the mysterious science technology. <laughs> <laughs> He'll say, we've, as you know, that the ship's, the Zrelian nanotech can do a lot of things and It's mutable and can change. And we also know that it can interface with you. So if it would be something you would want to make you feel comfortable in your own body, 
this would upgrade all of your hardware to be Zerelian nanotech. It would allow you to shape your form to whatever you'd like, potentially even something much closer to like you were before. It could even change appearance. Why are you giving me this? Because I thought you might want it. She looks conflicted for a moment, um, but she reaches out and takes it. He'll smile, and he says, and don't, you still don't have to stay. This is regardless of what you decide to do. I just want you to be happy. Um, she looks touched, even though it seems like she's trying to hide it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she looks up to, to Straw, and she smiles, and she says, Thank you, Straw. This is one of the kindest things that anyone's ever done for me. You're you're welcome. I'd say it's the least I can do, but we've already established that was the pancakes. So, um. <laughs> um, and she does laugh in character. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's and like the first time Juno's laughed. It Aww. is. Aww. <laughs> and perhaps the last time. Perhaps. <laughs> Ominous. <laughs> um, and uh, Straw will stand and say, well, um, pancakes are probably getting cold. Of course. I will see you later. All right. And he'll go to step and leave and he'll stop and he'll like, and um, about yesterday, the, um, the thing that we did, uh, it, you wanted to do that again or more or whatever i'd be you know what it, it's good pancakes and he'll walk away <laughs> sweet baby boy <laughs> uh the the next panel is you know turning back to your computer with a with a slight uh flush on her face gay <laughs> Um, during those interactions, what are uh, Ezreal and Asbel? Ezreal. Oh, that's the Asbel. ship name. Oh, that's Asbel the ship name. And Ezra. Uh, um, what are you two up to? You're just one unit now. It's fine. Yeah. Um, after like Straw has been around down the hallway enough, where like Asbel feels like he probably won't hear. Um, he does turn to Ezra and just kind of take his hand and say, "Are, are you?" How are you feeling? Uh, not good. Um, pretty, pretty nervous. Yeah, that's mostly it. Nervous. Uh, not to just kind of like put this on you, because I'm probably going to tell Straw and Jack too. I, I don't think it's in my best effort to talk much to Juno. Uh, I'm probably going to leave the whole team thing. You know... I did hear you, sorry, I eavesdropped a bit, when you were talking to my parents. You told them you weren't a hero. Yeah. Yeah. So if you do leave the team, what are you gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna, like, probably see if my mom knows any therapists, <laughs> uh, who are, like, super off the record. Uh, there's gotta be some. I mean, heroes go through a lot. I'm sure there's probably some for villains, too. Um, maybe stay, um, off the radar for a little bit, kind of see if anything happens with the council after I, like, I hope I reamed them, 
that's what the intent was. Right, I think I think you did. Uh, and I don't know. It was kind of always on a time clock, but uh, I'll I'll probably pick up how my mom does things. Uh, I don't I don't think um, why I became a hero is really gonna work out now. So I'm gonna like do what I can from the end, other end of things. Do you really think that's gonna work? I mean, as that's what Doctor Quantum was doing. I'm not going to play both sides. I'm just going to stop being a hero uh, and just kind of do the villain thing because, um, man, I'm, like, pretty good at killing people. As you're not the only hero who's killed someone. I, I just don't think it's really going to pan out on this side of things for me maybe i i don't do anything i mean i i told the council once before i don't really have to have a license to help people as as you're a good person there are good people who do the villain thing too i know but i don't think you think you're a good person i mean i've i've done good things sure um but no not particularly you wouldn't have why'd you start this hero stuff in the first place. Really. Uh, now that I, you know, know your mom. Well, like, she's got her whole... There's too many heroes uh, masquerading, uh, not actually wanting to, to do good, and uh, not to speak ill of the dead. That was quite literally that what uh, Dr. Quantum was doing. Um, he thought he was doing good. He was... Trying to set up a fucking Lord of the Flies type society, I think. I don't know. I didn't actually read that book. Um, <laughs> I just know it gets bad and a lot of people die. Um, I think. Um, so, like, I figured if I was doing things on the hero side to actively fix how that happens, then there wouldn't be, like, Less people would be doing it for for fake reasons, and more people would actively be trying to to you know be heroes and not uh, bow to the ever growing whim of the council or uh, just working for the wrong people because uh, they think that they're doing the right thing. Well, to me, it sounds like that's still right. That there's a lot more people who are heroing to be heroes than. Heroing like Dr. Quantum did. Then I can retire with a success. I'm not gonna make you do something you don't want to do, Les, but... I don't really think I have a place on this team anymore. I don't want to fuck up y'all's whole thing, and, I mean, it kind of works out. I didn't really live on the ship, um, and, like, y'all spent a lot of time... Uh, together substantially more than like I could so you're all a little bit closer and then you and Jack got your whole like crush back and forth thing going on I don't want to as will face palms <laughs> at that <sighs> I don't want to um, like oh my god Ezra he's just like blushing and just still holding on to Ezra's hand but like the other hand is just covering his face and he pushes up his glasses just to kind of rub at the bridge of his nose <laughs> I, I think at that point, Stravix walks back in. <laughs> hey, you guys aren't eating the pancakes. 
Uh, I'm gonna probably. Uh, hey, can you change the locks on this ship? Uh, I mean, yeah. Why? I'm probably gonna leave the team for like the sake of everybody, so that you know. You, uh, Straw looks very frustrated. <laughs> so does Asbol, but probably not. So Asbol doesn't know uh-huh. the other part yet. So yeah. Um, Straw kind of like exasperated, like shrugs, reaches over to the fridge opens it and pulls out a two liter of Mr. Pib and just cracks it <laughs> and drinks a little bit and goes, little... I just got done having the same conversation with, you know, well, okay. I get, look, 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 I, look. I, I get, I get everybody to leave, like all of my people to leave so I can stay here. So nothing can change. And then everyone wants to leave the team anyway. And he belches. <laughs> from Straw. The, from the Mr. Straw. This, like, this whole situation really fucked up um you know i'm i'm glad that things worked as as well as they did um i i cannot imagine juno wants to be on a team with me and you are like pretty obvious that you have a crush on her like i I pick up on these things really really well my man i don't know Uh, what you're talking about (laughs) it's it's pretty obvious Um, i was gonna hold i was gonna hold up a hand like straw Drop it. We saw you kissing yesterday. You, that was a private moment. Yeah, that's why I closed you, the door after I walked in. Okay, you, I, Ezra. He'll he'll just go back into the Mister Pib. <laughs> Ezra, we need to talk. And Aswell's just gonna stand up, grab Ezra's hand, and just drag him out of the room. <laughs> Straw looks confused and watches you leave, and picks up a pancake with his hand and just starts eating it <laughs> eating like 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 is a it, burger well, on, is, it, is it a dry pancake or is it like it's a, it's plain a soft pancake. fluffy pancake no no no. it's, a, it's yeah it's he a, just picks no it up and like rolls plain it pancake. And just, he drinks eat. the batter <laughs> <laughs> it's like starfire with the mustard um so before we get into that i do want to switch back to jackrabbit uh yeah. was there anything that you wanted to do i think i'm gonna actually get up and before heading to the kitchen uh head over to Juno's room and knock on the door. Hey uh you got a sec? Uh she turns to uh to look at him and he's and she nods. Uh good morning. Hi. Uh I know this kind of got hashed out in the moment, but I wanted to come say it without the impending threat of everything. Um I'm real sorry that I'm not going to pretend to speak for anyone else out there, but I'm real sorry that I didn't do more to make you feel welcome. I I know how hard it can be when you don't really feel like you fit in, and I should have done better for you. I imagine you're probably thinking of uh, hitting the dull, dusty trail, but, I mean, aside from... Obviously, want Straw want to keep in contact. Whatever you decide, whatever you're, you're going to do, you know, if you ever want to just see a friendly face and, like, go get a coffee or whatever, you know, I'll always pick up the phone for you. Thank you for your offer, Jack Ragabit. May I ask a favor? Absolutely. May I see your friendly face? Yeah, I think you. I'm thinking you. Uh, you done earned that. Uh, pull back the uh, 
hood and pull down the uh, neck gaiter. Gasp. Um, in this panel, do we see Jackrabbit from behind or from Juno's perspective? <laughs> uh, I feel like I feel like this is the moment that it's actually like kind of like that middle perspective where you can see like both of them. Okay. And yeah, there's a it's a sweeping like the side shave with like shoulder length blonde hair. Um, there's a bit of, like, a couple days worth of stubble, and that's also, uh, blonde, uh, blue eyes, uh, kind of a nose that looks like at some point it was definitely broken, uh, kind of a soft jawline. And a monstrous lamprey mouth. <laughs> oh, Loki. That's what I've been picturing the whole time. Every time it's been like coy about him not like showing uh, his face. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath his neck gator is another neck gator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one just has a face on it. <laughs> Jackrabbit pulls down his neck gator and just. I have no idea who this is. <laughs> Thirty masks underneath. The best Lex Luthor moment. <laughs> Um, Juno, Juno smiles at him and she says, thank you. I know this is difficult for you and I thank you for your vulnerability. Well, uh, it's not quite what I'm used, what I'd been used to seeing in the mirror, but I, I think I might understand where you're coming from right now a little better than some other folks. Maybe not straw. Maybe about the same as straw. Maybe <laughs> not the same as straw because cultural difference, but like, I was still an earthling where I was from, but uh, I didn't look quite like this where I was from, and I have to finally accept the fact that this is my new normal. This is kind of where I'm at right now. I know that any kind of plastic surgery ain't going to be good enough to get where I want to be for another five years, so uh, that's fun. <laughs> um, Juno smiles, and she says, well, I think we'll all be getting used to some changes around here. That's definitely true, but uh, I, like I said, if you ever feeling nostalgic or just want to have a friend with no expectations about it, just two people getting together to enjoy each other's company. We can talk city council policy. Um, she smiles and she says, I I won't forget you, Jackrabbit. I won't forget you either. Aww. And then I think I walk out into the kitchen just as, as an as or as is, well, being pulled out of the room by Asbel and Straw is just shoving a giant pancake into his mouth. Oh, perfect. Uh, I was starting to think I was going to have to eat all those myself. Uh, yeah, you actually see, like, Jack's got the hoodie down and the neck gator down and everything. That's worth stopping for, for a moment. Um, Straw does hesitate, but doesn't say anything, and he just goes, anywhere, uh, mm, pancakes are here if you want. Um, Mr. Pip? Oh. Uh. There's going to be enough sugar coming from the syrup. Uh, 
I appreciate it, but I think I'll stick to uh, water for now. I don't need the oh, extra. Oh man, you just gave me an idea. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the last panel yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah. So while um. Jack watches in horror as Straw uh, picks up the uh, maple syrup and um, Mr. Pibb. Uh, what do, do Ezra and Asmold Oh, no, do? I don't know if that's worse than I was thinking or not. I thought he was just going to dunk the pancake in the Mr. Pibb. <laughs> that's what I was I thinking. Leave it, I will leave it up to your imaginations. Oh, oh, God. He has a lot of things in his hands, and no one knows quite what's going <laughs> to happen. true. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be in the special retrospective episode. <laughs> what the fuck did Straw do with that pancake? <laughs> anyway, so out in the out in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. Um. How far are the bedrooms like from the kitchen? Okay. How far is Aswell's bedroom from the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> like like we've established before, the ship isn't that big. Um, nothing is too terribly far from. Yeah, anything. I think we said it's like two floors. Like it's not like a, a huge. I keep like, forgetting that you know, it's two mothership. Floors. Yeah. Uh, it, it's probably. I assume in total all the living the size stuff of a is modest like... suburban house. <laughs> right. Right. Normandy SR one. I forgot we talked about this before. Okay. Yes. All right, yeah, so, yeah, Asbel's just kind of going to drag Ez into his room and close the door and just kind of stand there with his hand, like, his face in his hands for a few moments. And the silence stretches, like, probably uncomfortably long. This is a, a nice page room. page of had a half of silent panels. I don't have a crush on Jack. Okay. I have a crush on you, okay? Well, that doesn't seem right. I've read this situation... I thought I read the situation pretty well. Oh my god, Ezra. <laughs> well, that's awkward. Not like your whole thing, my whole thing. What? This is all really awkward. I'm sorry. No, it's it's fine. He's um, not taking his face out of his hands. Ah, uh, oof. There, there is an upside to this. Now I don't feel weird about having feelings. I just kind of like shoved that shit down because I didn't want to make things awkward. Yeah. What what a two days. What a two days. He like kind of slowly peeks out of his hands and he's like, wait, 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 what? Oh yeah, God, yeah, you are 100% my type. I've had talks about my mom with this and then it was weird when like, when everybody came over and I, I took her off to the side later and I was like, I'm pretty sure that like Jack and him are a thing. So like, I'm going to be sad about that after we, we work through all this other shit. Uh, huh. Asma just kind of, like, slowly leans back against the door and just kind of slides down. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so awkward. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. no. You're good. You're good, man. That's um, not... You talk to your mom about it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wait, your mom knows? Oh my god, your mom knows. And I was just... I guess that does explain some of the looks she was, she was giving me. Ah, man. Teenagers, they just they just get stuff wrong sometimes. <laughs> Alternate name for masks. <laughs> uh, um so not not because I'm uh not experienced in this. I'm not sure where to go from here. Do we kiss cuz like Jack and or not Jack, Straw and Juno just like went into that shit. 
Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. Jack even said we should kiss, too. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Aswell just kind of, like, hooks Man, his I... foot behind Ezra's ankle and just kind of, like, pulls to, th- like, knock him off his feet and pull him down. <laughs> nice. So that's a yeah, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. cool, 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 cool. cool. <laughs> Um, do you all, um, eventually, um, sans Juno, I assume, reconvene at the breakfast table? Yes. Probably both of them very pink. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, we see a panel of everyone, um, with a whole lot of Mr. Pib pancakes and maple syrup. What do we see when the panel, uh, when the next panel shows Juno, uh, what do we see? Um, she's still sitting in her room, kind of, um, reading over this file. Mm-hmm. Um, and she saves it, but the computer asks her if she's going to send it or not. Um, and there's, there's a beat. And instead of clicking anything, she turns the monitor off. And, um, where does she go? For, for the rest of the- she probably opens up a door and, like, leaves to go be, do, like, sad girl things out on her own. Mm-hmm. But until she can, like, find a place where she can move all her, you know, repair equipment and everything like that, she kind of is stuck there for now, but it doesn't mean she has to see anybody. <laughs> okay. So uh, so then I think that what's fair there is, um, you know, we see a, a panel of her looking at the, you know- the prompt to send the report or not and then a panel of her turning off the monitor and then she simply goes and closes the door and then a final full page panel of the majority of the team at the breakfast table so yes we have our um our final panel of um probably the last time that the team is mostly together so let's get into the epilogue. Um, I'm curious what your characters are doing, basically, through their 20s, because once they get 30 and those knees go, like, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so tell me what they do with the last of their teenagerdom um, and through their 20s when they are, like, fully an adult. Um, you know, just uh, just give, like, the uh, basic overview of what they're up to, uh, the things that are important for them um, if they stick with heroing or go off and do something else. So up first is Ezra. Uh, I do think that, um, despite the the talk with with Asbel, um, that Ezra does inevitably, um, probably not as soon as he was intending to, uh, but does eventually leave the team, sort of stays on the uh, stays on the down low for a little bit just to sort of see how things pan out and see if there is genuinely some some benefits that come to really reaming the uh uh council and you know in front i i have to assume that when the council's there they're also like journalists or some shit mm-hmm. um yeah. uh and then after some time he does uh eventually just take up uh the family business so to speak inevitably becoming uh the villain that, not that he didn't want to be, but that he hoped another option would appear and in his mind kind of blew it when I killed Dr. Snakebite Quantum. <laughs> um, Quantum Bite. Quantum Bite, yeah. 
probably stays on decent te- terms with the with the team if possible, but he's also a villain now, so it's probably like, oh, hey, guys, how are things on your side? I'm going to go before you arrest me. Yeah. He's probably got, like, uh, a new a new villain name, probably also taking after his mother in that regard. She'll be, like, midnight, and he'll be, like, Eclipse or some shit. Oh. Uh, uh, and, yeah. Um, and then your child is called Breaking Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, depending on when this is, I, I might be able to steal that out from, what is it, Stephanie Meyer? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah. Twilight already happened because Aswell has a Twilight poster in his room. Oh, shit. <laughs> Breaking Sorry. Dawn, I think, uh, I don't know what year Breaking Dawn came out, but <laughs> you got to have a kid. The clock is ticking down. We're so. still going to be pretty young when Breaking Dawn comes out as the fact okay. of the matter. Damn. <laughs> uh, well, Trat, uh, I'll have to sit that kid down and be like, hey, don't take that name. I know it sounds cool. You will get sued. <laughs> um, Stephanie Meyer becomes the next big bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he he does inevitably uh, become a villain. Uh, try, still trying to, to make heroes better by being an evil that they can become better against. Uh, regardless of if it works or not, that's sort of what he's just like, all right, this is what I do now. I think that makes a lot of sense for Ezra. My sweet, my sweet, sweet son. Um, next one I have is um, our dear Warprint Stravix. <laughs> yeah, I think Straw continues to superhero with the team. Um, but he does, in fact, make an effort to stay in touch with Juno. Um, and if Juno is amenable, pursuing a relationship so I guess that's a question for Chelsea. Mm. Do we want um, <laughs> Juno to jump in a little bit earlier since she kind of had a big decision to make? Uh, Yeah, we can like tag okay. team it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Because they're getting married because that's what you do. You marry <laughs> yeah, right, clearly. When you were a teenager. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, Juno, Juno would want to pursue um, that relationship with Straw. Mm-hmm. Um. And does in she, fact, does she, do, does she do the upgrade? She does. Um, and she uses that to sort of like obfuscate herself to um, start going in and uh, trying to get on the council and do law stuff. Oh, she's pulling a, a rules lawyer buzz nest thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, does Juno send the report? Or does she just leave it forever? She she keeps it for a very long time. Okay. And the moment that she discovers that uh, Ezra has committed himself to villainy, she sends the report. Okay. That honestly adds to Ezra's infamy at that point. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks, bud. Thanks for the, <laughs> yeah. fucking, thanks for the uh, sponsorship. <laughs> that, that is that is in masks game in and of itself is just Juno fucking turn this over and then like Ezra having to go you know <laughs> anyway um, yeah what does uh, um, what does Juno look like um uh in her upgraded form um so she tries to look as like human as possible um she kind of takes this sort of like uh business like lawyerly lady approach um 
But something that she's taken to doing is that um, whenever she goes into business meetings, she always has a uh, a silver blazer on. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and knowing that Ezra has also left the team, uh, Juno feels a lot better about maintaining relationships with uh, Straw and Jackrabbit and Asbel, presumably, if he wants that. <laughs> that depends on a few things, um, because Asbel, we can get into it a little bit later, but Asbel was extremely hurt. And unless there was actually any work towards rectifying that when Juno basically had told him he was wrong for thinking they were other of her friends and wrong for thinking that he was he and the other two were ever more than burdens to her. Oh yeah, Juno would have never apologized for that. No, yeah. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> so, um, the relationship so no, is, so, so. is, is strained at, like, he's not actively hostile to her like he was immediately afterwards uh-huh. but he, the relationship is never going to be the same <laughs> yeah i i imagine especially after um it comes out about ezra and dr q it uh gets worse yeah <laughs> uh but yeah okay then uh she is uh cordial with <laughs> with asbel but still is is friendly with jack and uh straw yeah um does she sort of, like, try to stay with the team at all after, or does she pretty immediately, like, leave? Like, after, you know, she can, like, move stuff out. <laughs> right. Well, so, the, the the question I have, and maybe this is a, this is a straw question, uh, since Juno is now, like, probably half <laughs> uh, Zrelian technology, can she exist outside of the ship? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she can. Yeah. It's the same tech um, as, like, Strahd's, like, bracers and yeah stuff. It's, it's like um, nanotech that she can like, yeah. take with her and presumably right, okay. um you you control what it looks like in the shape it takes so you could actually revert back into your bulkier smashy form when you need to right i guess the the other question is <laughs> with with her and and prism being like friends <laughs> <laughs> BFFs. <laughs> yeah, uh, would it since since Ezra's also leaving? Does maybe like Straw convince Juno to stay since it's like he would try not an issue anymore? <laughs> yeah, he would try for sure. Okay, dude, Straw straight up broke the bro code. You dated your best friend's, or you dated your ship's best friend? <laughs> uh, harsh, dude. Your best friend's best friend. Straw er, Stravix and uh, Prism are best friends now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess um, then I imagine Straw probably convinces Juno to stay, and that is useful to their relationship. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. definitely uh, helpful. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what is Stravix up to then? He manages to uh, get Juno to stick around for you know at least a while. She does uh, good stuff on the council through adulthood. Yeah, um, Straw is just enjoying being on Earth, um, getting more acclimated with it, uh, learning new things every day. Um, and uh, as time passes, like he's he like begins to fit in more with uh, the culture and stuff. Um, uh, although the uh, it makes the occasional slip ups even more funny. Um, but uh, and then he's always 
constantly keeping an eye on if the Zarel Ascendancy ever returned to the system. It's something he kind mm. of got into the habit of checking on um, to make sure that he's one of the first people to respond if they ever do decide to break their agreement. Yeah, that is, that is entirely up to you. Um, I don't know. My that job they... is done. We did the last <laughs> panel. This is all I, you guys now. <laughs> I do not know if they do within the, the span of the okay. time jump we are leave, talking. Yeah. Leave that door open for our, like, you know, 20 years later, the next generation. <laughs> yeah, the next generation. <laughs> yeah. 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 Although I think. grassy this shit. Uh huh. I think there's definitely resentment um, from the ascendancy. And I don't think that they will let that slide forever. But mm-hmm. I don't know within the next handful of years if that actually comes to fruition. I think there's a longer game at play. Hell yeah. All right. Um, so that's what Straw's up to, like, through his, like, early adulthood? Yeah. Okay. Um, next up is Jackrabbit. So I think in the immediate, uh, you know, there was talk of trying to find Asbel help, and I imagine that uh, that is probably one of the things that keeps As from just as quickly, like, leaving quote-unquote hero life. And so I think that part of that time is spent splitting duties between team stuff and working to try and find some sort of uh, way to have there be a stopgap between uh, the Galaxy Eater and uh, Asbel expiring. Probably causes a bit of friction at points, but... uh, you know, up until the point where as is like, okay, um, whatever Asbel decides for their story, at least they're ho- uh, Jack's helping with that. Uh, I think Jack over is t- amiable to help. Ezra would help, you know, regardless of what point they are at. Yeah. Uh, until there's some kind of thing, there's going to be that connection. Uh, I think... At some point, Juno probably finds out that Jack's still in contact with Ez, probably a little bit of it after, like, being evil, but it's just, like, we're just trying to find a way to stop the Galaxy Eater. This is relevant for everyone. It is more cordial than that, but that's what Jack says. But I think as time goes on, Jack does leave the team officially and just kind of, like, Still tries to keep in contact with everyone because Jack was, like, kind of doing that at the end anyway. Uh, I think Jack makes a run under their, ac- to them, actual name mm-hmm. of Charlie Canterbury for counsel. I think they lose. Not from, like, <laughs> anyone, like, doing it, but it's like, you were part of the team that took down... That Mr. Business 10 years ago, and you've just kind of been like farting around since then. No, thank you. You were a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but they just kind of keep plugging on doing the hero thing, and they've just accepted that, like, this is their home now, and they're going to protect it as best they can. Mm-hmm. 
my sweet jackrabbit. Um, <laughs> okay, what is Asbel up to? Okay. The immediate aftermath is probably still very awkward with the team. Um, because it kind of seems like... I, I assume Asbel probably tries, and with help from Straw, a couple times just to have a talk with everyone. And that just never really works out. So there's awkward team heroing for a little bit longer before Ezra leaves. And as we're pretty bummed about that. Not that they don't stay in contact. They stay in contact the whole time. Aswell probably does go to visit his parents. Um, not immediately after. Maybe, maybe a month, maybe two months after the whole thing. Just some one time at night just knocks on the door. But if if they push him to do the experiments again, he's going to leave. And probably not going to go back again if they push him. He does, like, really appreciate Jack and Ezra helping with the, um, trying to solve the Galaxy Eater problem. And he, and he works towards it too, but he is very... If any of the solutions come back to that lab that he basically had to grow up going to, he's not doing it. <laughs> he's very firm that, no, I'm not going to be a test subject. That's not how this is going to be solved. It would have been solved before if that's how this was going to be solved. But they do probably go down, you know, several avenues trying to find something. And there, there's, there's like, it comes and goes in waves in, in some things. And, like, sometimes, you know some of the void recedes a little bit and he's not as overtaken by it. And it's weird and they don't know exactly when it is and isn't getting better and worse and why. Um, but I, he keeps heroing. He also probably leaves the team at some point just because when Ezra leaves and Juno rejoins, it puts a slightly bad taste in his mouth, even though he understands why everything happened the way it did. And he doesn't necessarily like think it's inherently wrong he just doesn't like how it all played out and he feels a little bit disconnected from everything and does try a heroine thing on his own um is pretty good it just is lonely <laughs> um and he probably does go to college and still keep up the whole like secret identity thing so they're cute they they have the relationship it, it's it's got the anti-hero villain dynamics going on they're trying to they have jack over a lot <laughs> um, and they're trying to you know figure things out and they do just kind of vibe together but i don't know maybe late 20s when this is still happening they still don't really have answers necessarily and aswell's kind of he's been pretty accepting of his doom for a long time even though now he really he really wants to find a solution because he has Ezra and Jack and you know he's been making the changes and the good that he's wanted to do but it's kind of coming to the point where it feels like he's running out of time and that the balance is going to shift from he's no longer doing good he's causing the harm and he, he knows he is because of his doom so moment of truth-esque in a way one night um as will you know in a probably very sweet but kind of ominous way, does kiss Ezra goodbye, says he's gonna go out and do some heroing, 
um, and that he loves him no matter what. And then he's going to do something he's been working on a little bit to see if he could and kind of kept working up to it, working up to it. And is going to try to open a portal to wherever the Galaxy Eater is and go to it. And sort of make its own little pocket dimension where he's going to stay. And that way, whenever inevitably it takes him over and he feels like that's going to be soon, the Galaxy Eater will have nowhere to go. And so this galaxy won't be ruined and eaten because of his own doom. Okay. And I think with that, we can um, close the close the back cover on this comic. Uh, we've reached the final page. Um, the On the inside of the back cover, there are um, advertisements for different things. Um, uh, a podcast called Tales of the Voidfarer, which <laughs> exists in the world that this comic book exists in. And, Weird. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Big Streaming Pile and Podgo and all sorts of good stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> As we close the as we close the back cover, we see on the very back of the comic book, um, in their own, uh, you know, in, each in their own section, uh, we see the faces of all of our um, heroes and some anti heroes. Now, at the end of their twenties, um, we we see what they each look like. It's just their uh, it's just their face. Um, we see Juno no longer in her robotic form. Um, you know, basically to the shoulders, we have little busts of them. Um, Straw Avix. Uh, does Straw look older? Um, nearly, Straw, I don't know how he ages. Yeah, uh, Straw might look. Uh, Straw probably looks almost exactly the same, but like the little ridges on his jawline are maybe a little bit more pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, he probably looks exactly the same. Yeah. Okay. Jackrabbit now taking on now fully, uh, fully Charlie, um, Ezra in their new form in Asbel, and we see each of them in sort of a star formation. And across the uh, the center of the back cover, we just see the word super. And that is the end of the season. Aww, Aww. great job, guys! We did it, everyone. Yeah, super cinematic so universe win. Listen, we. <laughs>